Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. I feel like we have not done this in over a month, I feel like. Um, probably be the last episode of the year, too, to be honest, because it's almost Christmas. Um, but good amount to cover. World Cup came to an end. Vamos Argentina. Es campeón de mundial. De Mundo, or however the heck you say it in Spanish. I know I said it once. Campone de Mundo, yes. World cha- world champions, champions of the world. Messi finally gets his uh, World Cup title. Um, gr- what a fucking tournament. What a fucking final. Um, you know, I wish the people that, I wish the people that, like, got interested in soccer for every four years, like, actually had interest in it, like, you know, regularly because they could see like that this just doesn't happen in the world cup sometimes but this tournament was just ridiculous altogether in itself there um where do we even begin like do we begin with the final do we talk about the group do we just go from the group stage like a snapshot from the group stage and then full blown into the final how do you want to do this yeah let's start in the group stages since that was the last time we would have talked on the podcast we we covered the group stages and then we just didn't we didn't hey we predicted the finals and i was wrong i was not i called it and i won 32 dollars on my bets what let's go because you know i i I knew it um uh no mvp (laughs) mvp of the tournament though honestly is saudi arabia they came in they beat argentina and then they dipped (laughs) uh but uh no group stage was actually pretty wild because the thing is though is like some most of most of the groups came down to the wire, like on the final, like on the final day of the group stage, especially the group that had uh, Japan, especially the group that had Japan, Germany, Spain, and Costa Rica in it. That was that was wild. That day was insane because there was a. <laughs> I missed the two minute. I missed the two minutes, like in real time, where both Japan and Costa Rica were going through to the knockout round, and Spain and Germany were out. That was the greatest two. That, in my opinion. <coughs> minutes of the world cup that was yeah that was wild i mean all the the switches through that group like on that last day when you had realistically three teams fighting for that spot the whole time and then just somehow as we all would have guessed japan tops that group i mean it just doesn't make sense i know that ball could have been out it wasn't though it, it was it, it wasn't out. I mean, the thing is though is like it could have been out. It wasn't out. Weird shit. Ha- weird shit happens. Like 
um, uh, let's see here. Ah, God. Port- and then you got, like, Portugal's group. Like, okay, like, they won the group and everything. But, like, you had, like, Ghana, Uruguay, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea going at it for the second spot. For the second spot there in their group. Ghana beat Uruguay, but got knocked out uh, by goal difference because South Korea beat Port- beat Portugal in stoppage time of their game. <laughs> so Uruguay, who I had as a dark horse, got knocked out in the group stage. <laughs> knockouts. That was my uh, that was my uh, tournament winner as well. Yeah, you yeah 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 you got eliminated. Yeah, if you would have had a bracket, you would have not your bracket would have blown up like a March Madness bracket, my good guy. Well, basically, I mean, I I had some stupid picks along the way. Looking back at it now, we, we all had a lot of stupid picks. <laughs> Nobody expected Morocco to top their group. No, Let Morocco and their finals Cinderella run. Morocco was like the dar. Morocco was a darling of the World Cup. I mean, that was just a huge win for African football altogether, honestly, because they that was only the fourth time in history that they've got to the semis let alone even top the group. And it didn't and they didn't concede a goal from an opponent until the semis when they lost to France 2-0. The only goal they conceded before that was the own goal against Canada in the group. By the way, Canada was a huge disappointment for me. I thought that they would have at least come in second in the group with their talent. I didn't expect Croatia to get back to get out of their group. I didn't expect I did not expect Croatia to get out of the group, let alone go to the semifinals. So that group itself, honestly, like. Well, that group was flip-flop for us because you and I both thought Canada and Belgium were going to go through in that group. I thought Croatia was done as well. And it just went to show throughout watching this tournament that they are not as gone as everyone thought, considering their run to the. um... They both, they both had the run to the semifinals. That's a crazy thing. Like, like, uh, and they finished third and fourth in the tournament overall there. I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, going, looking at, looking at Belgium, looking at Belgium, like they're just old. Lukaku completely missed chances there. Like they. Yeah, Lukaku's last game in that group stage was horrendous. I mean, all the chances he had to score and could have put Belgium through into the knockouts and he just had a blunder of a game. Blunder of a tournament, take. really. He was on the take. Somebody paid him off. Either that or he either that or he bet against Belgium. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> the thing is though, some of those chances, there's no way like that there's no way like he was like screw there was no way like that was actually happening in real life. Because Romelu Lukaku, as bad as he's been lately, like for club, there was I didn't expect him to do that for Belgium. But then again, like Belgium really shot themselves in the foot and even in the head, like with the, in their press conferences, and then and then all the reports of fighting amid the lo- amid in the locker room there. So shit like happen shit happens. Um, Canada really disappointed me though because the the talent that they have in in their squad, like they they actually could have beat Belgium in their first game, and then after that they just fell apart. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, altogether, like watching the tournament, it, it didn't look like they look like they even belonged in the world cup to be, to be quite fair. I mean, nothing, there was no promise to this team at all. I mean, Alfonso Davies, what he had the one, he had the one goal in the three matches. That was it. Well, the I mean, thing he was, was supposed to be, he's supposed to be this team's shining star and he's just was irrelevant. 
Well, the thing is, too, is like Canada, they underachieved, in my opinion, because like they were the ones that topped like qualifying in CONCACAF, not us or Mexico. They did. So, like, you think Canada would have had a better shot to do anything, something, especially in that group. Like, but I mean, the thing is, though, is that group literally showed it's like, well, fuck, who cares? Like, Belgium, you're old, get out. You can't, and uh, like, and Cro- like Croatia, like, pretty much had like a last dance kind of way with like who they have, like, uh, in their squad. Like, Luka Modric is not going to play for Croatia ever again for the most part, there. No. But it, it was definitely his last World Cup. Same with me. Same probably with Kovacic, Brozovic, um, Perisic. Like they're all old. Yeah. Like they're all old. Like the Croatia. Like I mean, kudos to them. Like two straight medal. Like two two World Cup. Like two straight World Cups. They got a medal. Yeah. Second in second in 2018. Third in uh, this World Cup here. Um, I mean, that, that I did not expect. Like. This Croatia team to go that far into the tournament, like we talked about, like they were a team I could see that I had thought I had a real chance not to make it out of the group stage, and they go on and just kind of, they look like they didn't miss a beat since 2018. No, they really didn't, honestly, and that just goes to show. Honestly, like Luka Modric, Luka Modric pretty much kind of turned on, turned back the clock there. I'll right. I mean, that. yeah, they they went. To, I mean, I get both of their games finishing pens in the knockouts because they knocked Japan out, and then they go and beat world powerhouse Brazil, who seems to still show up being a disappointment when it comes to world cup knockout games. Now yeah, they're a disappointment when it comes to major tournaments in general there. Yeah. Uh, uh, but before we get into that, I mean like another, like our group, like coming down to the wire against Iran and we only win one nil Pulisic scoring off of his, whatever the heck happened there. Um, and then getting <laughs> practically, uh, having yeah, it. I, were you disappointed in how we looked throughout the group stage? Because I thought, I mean, I, the Wales I game, Wales game was bad refing, obviously. I was disappointed with how we looked throughout the entire tournament, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, England we looked outmatched against the Netherlands. Eng- we didn't look outmatched against Netherlands. I, that's actually, that's actually, I'm going to disagree with you there. But I'll go. Let me go. Let me go to England real quick, and then I ran before yeah. I. England, we outplayed them. Yes. Completely outplayed them. We literally just could not get a ball into the final third for anybody to do anything, which sucked. Like, we could not get a ball into that final third and, I, like, you know, literally just get something, get something, like, in the front of the face of goal or something, like, or something. Like, England look, lo- looked lost. I don't care that they won the group. They okay. They beat Iran. They kicked the shit out of Iran. That was their big highlight. Okay, and then like they they drew us and they beat Wales. Okay, Wales was not that good. Like yeah, we drew them, but like Wales didn't impress me in the tournament. And then Iran, like we did not play well against Iran. In fact, Iran. In fact, Iran probably could have advanced. Iran probably could have found ways to advance. The only reason why we didn't we advanced was because of a goal line clearance and Iran shouted for a penalty in the 99th minute and they weren't getting called for it in that game. And then we decided and we came in second in that group. But on to the Netherlands. We played we played a fantastic we played a good game for the most part. We literally just could not fucking score. And at the same time, 
Netherlands played to our our disadvantages. They want we literally played into Louis Van Gaal's hands because how Van Gaal wanted wanted to wanted that game to happen was to have us dominate the ball of possession. And then as soon as we turned the ball over, they were just going to come at us on the flank. Counterattack, yeah. Counterattack, come at us on the flank. Well, that's why I said I was disappointed by how we looked against Netherlands because exactly what you just said, we played into what they wanted to do. You, To me, like it never seemed like the game, like U.S. had a chance in that game, in my opinion. I think we did have a chance. I think we just couldn't finish to save our lives. Like when we had shots on, like when we took, when we took shots, I mean, second man of the game, your captain like has all of a sudden just has a one-on-one opportunity off almost on nothing and, and completely, completely bottles it. Like I'm not trying to play Monday morning quarterback, like on a game that happened two weeks ago now, but like, obviously if you make, if you score that goal two minutes in, like that's a huge momentum changer. Oh, one hundred percent. Because then, what Netherlands goes and scored what five, ten minutes after that? They score, yeah. They score, yeah. They scored like not 10. even, yeah. And then the the game was over at halftime, if you ask me, because that goal off the corner, that goal off the corner, like really was a crushing blow. Yeah, I don't care that we scored finally, like in whatever, like in, in the what the seventy sixth, yeah, like that. latter you... half of the second, in the latter part of the second yeah. half, but like. I mean, like, we just couldn't finish, and that's what cost us. We couldn't finish, and the counterattack killed us because, let's be honest, you have Gakbo and Dumfries running to our fullbacks. As much as, like, I have faith in – had faith in Robinson and Dest, like, forget it. Yeah. Like, forget it. Like, and then the Dutch almost – and then the Dutch almost, like, make – the Dutch almost get – like when they they almost get out of the quarters themselves, like in in, in what what I thought at the time was the game of the tournament, a two two draw that went to penalties with Argentina after tying the ma- after tying the match with the very last kick of normal time, and then just going to pens after two score two scoreless halves of extra time. That was in that was insanity. That was insanity there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Woot fucking Weghorst. Can we talk about that game for a minute? Before we like before we go on any further, like yeah. you, 16 yellow cards in that match. Some say 17. Some like it's it's literally like undetermined, like if it was 16 or 17. Either which way it tied a World Cup record or it set a World Cup record. They had six, 16 or 17 yellow cards. How Leandro Paredes did not get sent off, I will never know. Because he kicked the ball into the bench for the Netherlands, and then Virgil van Dijk just completely decks him. And they ended up giving a red card, but not till when it was deserved, I would say, because I thought for sure when that happened, the players came off the bench as well to come on the field, there was no red card shown, which amazed me. Yeah, and it wasn't for Argentina. <clears throat> Benzel Dumfries got sent off. Yeah. It amazed me that there was, like, after all of that, I think, what, what, there was a yellow card given out, maybe? Yeah, there was, like, a few yellow cards. There was a, there, We just didn't see a lot of the cards being shown. Okay. I feel like. Because, like, overall. Because, like, I think one of the coaches got, I think one of the coaches got a yellow card, too. 
for Dutch, if I remember. Like, I, I'm not sure, but uh, I may be wrong there. But, yeah, Denzel Dumfries got sent off, and I didn't even know it until, like, I saw the stat. Like, I looked at the stats of the game overall. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, because he was he got his second yellow right at the end of the game. Yeah. He got his, he got his first in the 100th. He got his first at the end of the game, then he got his second at the end of the game. Yeah, because he got his first for a tackle, I believe, and then he talked, and then he started fucking losing his mind, so they just sent him off, if yeah. I correctly. And I didn't even notice that because it went straight to penalties. Yeah, it was kind of lost in the wind there because, like you said, it goes to penalties, and then and then Virgil Van Dyke. Virg, uh, uh, I was gonna say Virgil fucked the first one, and it was over from there. It seemed like. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. Un- I don't understand like what's up with Liverpool players and penalties for their uh, country. They seem to do so well for their club, uh, given the fact that they won two trophies in penalty shootouts. But then for for country, they just shit the bed. I guess I. I guess they realized that Klopp wasn't going to give them hugs after after the end of the match. <laughs> That's what they needed. Well, I mean, even Allison going to Brazil and his penalty shootout didn't. He made one save. Well, that's the thing. Though. No, I don't think I don't think he made a save because the fish shooter didn't have to go. No, no, they didn't because no, because Marquinhos hit the fucking yeah. post and that was it there. But um, uh, no, I mean the Netherlands actually like I had the Netherlands as a kind of a dark horse because I knew coming, I knew coming in they were going to have like the injuries and they were going to have to make some tough decision making. I honestly wasn't expecting Donny Van de Beek to be a minute from the squad though. That actually kind of surprised me. But at the same time, he also hasn't been playing for Man United so. Um, uh, but the Netherlands, like they good run for them, but yeah, no, on to Brazil, they are, they're a joke at this point. I I mean, you look at this team's star power and it's just like all, all, it's for a waste. I mean, Richarlison had a a great tournament. I think if he doesn't get, if he doesn't get knocked out, honestly, in my opinion, um, in the quarterfinals, I think if he goes to the semifinals, even if they go to the finals, he should have been the player of the tournament. Richarlison probably should have been player the ter- player of the tournament, honestly. Um, uh, yeah, but, I mean, this but, is a Richarlison we haven't seen before that we've seen at like a club and stuff. Like this was a Richarlison that looked like he is a world class soccer player. Well, the thing is, there is like Richarlison played for Everton, and you're not going to get much exposure playing at Everton. Let's be honest. And now he's at Tottenham. And well, the thing is, there is like he's coming off the bench for Tottenham, which sucks. He should not be caught. My thought process is that like he should not like. I get why he went to Tottenham because they want like they wanted him for they they wanted him and like he knew he was going to play in the Champions League, but he's not going to start for them. No. Instead, they have penalty uh, air mailer uh, Harry Kane leading the line. Um, uh, you got you can't you can take the player out of Tottenham, but you can't take the Tottenham out of the player, I guess. Um. Uh, but uh, no, no, Richarlison had a great tournament, honestly. Um, uh, Neymar, Neymar had a pretty, Neymar kind of like was almost invisible in the tournament, honestly. He was getting hacked a little bit, but like his fir- his major moment in the tournament was like that goal against Croatia in the first half of us, in the first half of extra time when everybody thought that Brazil was going to win the game. Yeah, and then they just go and fuck it in the 117th minute. And I mean, like you, I like I like the way this team did look at the tournament. Like I thought, I thought Vinny had a great tournament himself. Um, Casemiro, I thought was outstanding. Casemiro was a workhorse in that midfield. Yeah, 
Like he was amazing. I, I mean, mean, Allison had a great tournament as well. It's just this game. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it there. Because let's be because the thing is though is like it, it's just one bad moment, and then one bad moment turns into bad penalty shootout. Well, and the thing that sucks is because of how stupid Brazil are. Like they were going to have Neymar go fifth, and he never even got a chance to take a PK because they have fucking center back Marquinhos taking a PK before Neymar, which makes no sense. Which is why Tite, which is why Tite uh, decided to step down. Well, he was going to anyways after the World Cup had ended, but still, kind of the timing of it is kind of anticlimactic. Anticlimactic, if that makes sense. There. Um, uh, but no, Brazil are a failure, like on the international stage at this point, if you ask me, because year in year out. They have some. They have had some of the most talented squads in an international tournament, and they have not won a World Cup since two thousand and two. I would say, like they probably should have done better in two thousand and six, but this this quarterfinal, like in two thousand and six, they just get like ran over practically by a by an aging midfielder. And Zinedine Zidane, like, uh, no disrespect to Zidane. Like, I mean, he showed his class that day in that quarterfinal. But the same thing happened with Modric. He ran the midfield and made them all look like mincemeat some uh, 16 years later. Um, 2010 was probably their weakest squad in some time. So, like, them doing – so, like, they weren't going to do much anyways. But then, like, 14, we all know what happened, 7-1. And then in 2018, losing to – Belgium was kind of an embarrassment, honestly. And now this, like, I don't care that they won the 2019 Copa America, but like, and then making the final of the Copa America in 2021, like, they're not as they're not as great as everybody thinks they're out thinks of like what they're out to be, honestly. Well, and it's a joke that they're still ranked world number one right now. Uh, FIFA rankings are like AP polls. They they're corrupt. It's a it's all a popularity contest at this point. Well, you look at Neymar as well on this Brazil squad. It's like wow, how much is he going to have left for the squad come another four years down the road? Who is supposed to be your star player? He's only thirty one of thirty two though. That's the sad part. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I mean, you, you look at him though. He's always like constantly injured. It's like come four years. That's what I'm saying. Like, how much is he actually going to have left to give to this team? Is he still going to be the Neymar we know, or is he going to be just injury ridden even more than he already is? Neymar at this point, <clears throat> think of the Brazil squad altogether because, like, they won when they like I mentioned that they won the 2019 Copa America. Mm-hmm. He didn't win that. He wasn't on the squad. He was injured. Mm-hmm. So, like, he got to the final in 21, and then they lose to Argentina, and now they do this, and it's just, like, maybe he's just, like, low-key getting a little frustrated, too. So, like, he could. Like, I would not be surprised if, like, after the 2024 Copa America, he retires from international football. And the only reason why I say the 2024 Copa America is because that's in a year and a half. He's 31, 32. He'll be 33, 34 at that time. Not even at that point. Kind of 33. 
most, yeah, 33, 34, depending on that. Not, not really, but he's not that old still. And if Brazil can't get it done in the, and if Brazil can't get it done in that tournament, then I think he'll call it quits internationally. I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, no, I, I know we say that, but he'll probably give it one more run at a World Cup because, like we said, like this Brazil team on paper should be a powerhouse that just seemed to not be, but it also doesn't help that they ran into the best defender in the world in Dan Lovren. <laughs> what a fucking tro- Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah, best defender in the world. Yeah, no, Luka Modric made uh, mincemeat out of Brazil's midfield, uh, just like Zidane did 16 years earlier. So <laughs> that's what happened. That's what fucking happened. Actually, no. Yeah, no, that, that is what, yeah, that's pretty much what happened there. Um, uh, no, Brazil should have made it to the semis. Where they would have played Argentina, and who knows what would have happened there. But, again, Monday morning quarterback, I'm not going to play that for games that happened a week and a half ago at this point because Brazil got knocked out in the quarters and that feel that feels like so long ago now it really does compared to like the final which just happened yesterday um England I want to go was a disappointment their best game wasn't a losing effort to France in my opinion they did not impress me in the group stage. In the semi and not in the semis, in the round of sixteen, they play. They they beat a, They beat a Senegal team that wasn't at its best, in my opinion. Well, no, that Senegal team never was. They're missing their best player. Hey, they got out of the group, so I'll give them that. Yeah. I'll give them that they got out of their group. I didn't think they would without Mane, to be honest. But hey, um, uh, shit happens. Uh, so good for them. But yeah, and then they play France, and honestly, like France didn't look that great that day. But France took advantage of the opportunities that and France took advantage of England's mistakes that day. You're right. They kind of sat back, let England kind of like what the Netherlands did to the America, just kind of sat back and let them do whatever they wanted and wait for their mistakes to come. And that's what they did. Exactly. And then, of course, England gets get, get a penalty chance. And Harry Kane just, uh, you know, I thought I was watching Riyad Mahrez from like 2018. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did don't get like on his penalty, like it, it looked like he. Um, when Larice moved, it looked like he got scared and completely switched up his shot, and then he just went and fucked it over the bar. Marcus Rashford should have taken penalties. Actually, Marcus Rashford should have gotten on the pitch earlier than when he did. Gareth Southgate, some of the substitutions I saw throughout this World Cup made no sense to me, and I'll get into that with how with how I thought Deschamps made his substitutions in the uh, final. Um, when we get into that there, but. Looking at that, looking at like some of Southgate's substitute, looking at some of Southgate's substitutions that day, like it just kind of bo- it literally just kind of boggled my mind as to what had really like as to like what had happened there because like first off, Marcus Rashford should not be coming in in the 85th minute after Harry Kane misses that penalty, and not coming off for Phil Foden either. Because Phil Foden, like, I think Southgate forgets that Phil Foden, he, he forgot that Phil Foden even existed. Second off, Mason Mount and Raheem Sterling should not have even, should not even, should not be coming on in the 79th minute. Jordan Henderson shouldn't have started that match. He, yeah, anyways, either in my opinion. But, I mean, 
at this point, but I mean, at this point, like when you look at their, like when you literally look at their like squad, like I guess they really don't. I guess they really didn't have an. They don't really have another center midi like what Henderson can give you. They could have done. They could have played Calvin Phillips. Also, it's a fucking travesty that James Madison did not see a single minute in the World Cup. You know, we talked about him before the World Cup and saying that he deserved, like, he was a guy that we could see, like, making a point to get into this England squad and, like, starting games, and he just... He didn't, because, and he <clears throat> didn't, whatever reason. I mean, in my honest opinion, like, I thought that Jude Bellingham was England's best player throughout the entire tournament. Oh, 100%. I think the whole world would agree with you on that. Arsenal fans won't. They'll say Saka. Well, I mean, Saka did have a good tournament, but... Taka had a good tournament, but not not as good as not, And yeah, it's going to be our new uh, midfield duo come next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Henderson's on, Henderson's going to get sold so you can buy Bellingham. You know that, right? I'd be fine with that. Um, uh, I mean, the thing is, though, is Declan Rice looked lost a little bit against France because their midfield was making mincemeat of him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. Harry Maguire, I give it to him. I thought he did look decent this tournament. Harry Maguire looks good for England. I don't understand what the fuck he, happens when he plays for United. Yeah, because like you watch it, it's two complete different players for club and country. With him. I'm, I feel like when watching the left side of England's defense, it's like, can't you fucking idiots do that for your club? I mean, Luke Shaw has played has played well for United this season, but like watching Maguire, and it's like, what the fuck. Also, at the same time, like, with their set pieces throughout the entire tournament, it's almost as if they're only looking for Maguire. And if you're looking for a fucking, yeah. fr- and if you're looking for a fucking fridge that can't that that has no direction of heading the ball, then that's bad. Also, Kyle Walker should not have been the starting right back for England in the tournament at all. Well, yeah, you you said you thought Trippier was going to get the start there. Trippier should have started against France. Trippier should have started against France for sure. And Mbappe was making Walker look like shit. Yeah. And Walker was the one that went into the center midfield, which helped pretty much contribute to the first goal there. Um, because all, which pretty much helped contribute to the first goal there, which is, which is a whatever, I, which is a whatever at this point, but still. No, Trippier should have been starting. And at the same time, like what if like at the same time, like I want to and shit. I don't even think did Trent even see a minute in this tournament? Mm. No, he didn't. No, I was gonna say I don't think he did. I think the only time he would have would have against would have been against Iran, but I don't even think he came in against them. So Because I know he didn't he didn't see time in the Wales game or the US game. Jesus, or Senegal, I don't think. Jesus Christ. Trent should have been in midfield. Calvin felt like, here, here's how it I would have been fun to see Trent with Bellingham in the midfield. Here's how I would have done it, honestly. I would have done Trippier. For the France game, I would put Trippier at right back. Walker, fuck off. But, you know, Southgate has to love his man City players, so fuck off. Um, Henderson, you're off the, you're on, you're on the bench. Um, Declan Rice is in my midfield. You know what? Honestly, I'm going with a four. I am going with a four, two, three, one. 
I would have gone with a 4-2-3-1. It would have been Trippier, Bozo 1, and Bozo 2 as my center backs. Those two look fucking... Those two look... On that second goal, when Giroud scored, those two looked lost. I thought I was watching both of them play against Burnley. <laughs> like, those, like John, if you put John Stones and Harry Maguire on a club team in England, don't... Don't tell me that they wouldn't look lost against Burnley of all teams. Like I feel like they would have shot like shot. Um, but those two are my center backs because you know I don't know who else to fucking put back there. Um, it's pretty much by default at this point. Shaw's my left back. What I say four two three one. Yeah. Okay. So my two, Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips. My three, Bellingham. Madison, Foden, Kane. And even then, and, he, and, and, and even then, I wasn't impressed by Kane this tournament. I'd start Rashford. I mean, Kane's just there because name, basically, because I agree with you. I don't think, I think Rashford's a better striker than Kane is. I would start, I Southgate, would, Southgate loves Harry Kane. I would start Rashford. I would have started Rashford. I feel like if I would have done that there, I feel like with that formation, England would have done a better job against France. Because the thing is, though, is like I know, like I know France did a four-two-three-one themselves there, but like with the tactics and with the with the players that England had, I think they could have gone man man for man. Obviously, the only per, the the only players that they would have had to worry about in that game, were obviously, Griezmann and Mbappe. Yeah. Griezmann was just a fucking catalyst the entire tournament for France. As soon as he puts on the fucking blue, like as soon as he puts on the French colors, like all of a sudden he just well, like, he looks like he looks like he did when when um Barca had first bought him from Atletico, like at Atletico, like he was tearing things up. He goes to Barca, doesn't see time. That I think hurt his career, and then he comes plays for this France team where he's surrounded by a bunch of studs. He just gets right up to that play with them. Exactly, that's exactly it there. But um. Yeah, I exactly, and that, no, I mean, let's go into the final. I was I was impressed by Adrian Rabiot's tournament as well. Adrian Rabiot had a great tournament. Like he had good, he came in and had a great tournament. Given the fact that he probably was not going to see as much game time, like if Pogba and Conte are not injured. Yes, but all right, I guess we might as well get into it. The greatest final of all time. The greatest game of all time, in my honest opinion, soccer-wise. Fucking madness. A penalty that may or may not have been a pen in the 23rd minute. A great team goal worthy of any World Cup final. Two goals in 97 seconds. A goal in the 108th minute, all because a French defender decided to keep have his ass keep somebody on side. And the first World Cup final hat trick on the men's side, that is, I have to clarify that they're on the men's side since 1966. And Argentina win 4 2 on pens after a 3 3 draw. Fucking madness. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain about the refing of the game at all because, I mean, it was a greatly the ref game. But there was a call, like there was a call for that first Argentina penalty that happened. Like, it could have went either way, and then I believe it was Mbappe's uh, 118 minute pen could have also went either way, in my opinion. But other than that, it was a greatly rough game. The game was 
I had talked about this even before. It was a snooze fest up until Mbappe's first penalty, and then it just all hell broke loose from there. Oh, no. Here's my thought process. I thought Deschamps was honestly just fucking tanking, like, after being down 2-0. They make two subs in the 41st minute before halftime. They take off Dembele and Giroud and bring on Marcus Thurman and Randall Colomwani, who I never even heard of until this tournament, to be honest. Um, Giroud, who was, how, who was like, second leading goal scorer in the tournament. And then they take off Dembele. Dembele looked like ass, though. So, like, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I thought it could have waited until halftime, at least, though. So did I. Then he decides to take off Antoine Griezmann, who's been a catalyst for the entire tournament. And out of all the fucking defenders, they take off in the 71st minute. Deschamps takes off in the 71st minute. He literally takes off Teo Hernandez. When in real, like when in reality, like when in like when in reality, he probably should have taken off up and combo, Ferran, and or uh, and or Kant. Well, They're, Kant didn't come in till he got subbed in for Varane. No, I'm talking Kwand, Kwand from Barcelona, Jules Kant. Oh, no, Conte didn't come in until after being subbed for Varane. Yes, but no, what I'm saying is, is like. Those other three defenders looked like Ferran, like Ver, like looked kind of like uh, open com, open um, whatever. I can't pronounce. I'm I'm always gonna have trouble pronouncing his name. But he didn't. He played like shit until making two great blocks, like in like in like extra time. There, Veron didn't look his best. He honestly could have been better. He fucking kept uh fucking Rodrigo the Pauls on side because of his ass. Um, uh, and Jules Kond. Looked like shit, and honestly, Ben, like I don't understand why he was even right back in the entire in the like in the tournament. To be honest, Ben Benjamin Pavard should have been the right back for France in this tournament. So, like I'm calling for justice for Benjamin Pavard at this point because he played the first game of the group stage and didn't <coughs> the rest of the tournament, which was bullshit, in my opinion. I. Which way do I want to go with this? I, I think you're probably right. I mean, France did dominate the tournament, though, in my opinion. Whenever like they look like better than every team they played, yeah, I but thought for sure that tournament, in my opinion, I don't care to think, but no, I don't know because it's just like as soon as they started making these subs, though, it's like something clicked in France where they look like. I thought for sure that after they got the first one, I was like, oh, Argentina's done here. I was like, they're going to come back, and Argentina's about to lose this game. Argentina was outplayed after, honestly, in my opinion, Argentina started getting outplayed as soon as they took Di Maria off. No, yeah, no. Di Maria, Di Maria get, being taken off, like, hurt them a lot. In my when especially Di Maria looked, Di Maria was having one the best game I haven't seen playing in a long time. And you sub him off, and you just can't attack on the left wing now. Exactly. No, that's exactly it there because Di Maria was making France's like left back. Di Maria was making France's left side of the defense look like fucking shit. And the thing is, though, is like I don't think like he could have. I don't think he had the legs to be honest for a whole ninety, which is why they took him off. But the thing is, though, is you take you bring on Marcus Acuna, and and when in reality they probably should have put on. Paulo Dybala and Leandro Paredes like earlier than they did. They didn't. Uh, Scaloni didn't bring on Paredes until the 102nd minute, and Dybala didn't come on until penalties practically. 
I just, I mean, they won, so it's fine. But and they won. I'm, but I'm with like I'm with you. I I look at this from a tactical standpoint at this like at this point here. Deshaun's substitutes made no sense to me. Like the only one that made sense was taking Dembele off. He looked like ass. He looked like complete shit. Yeah, Dembele looked like ass. I was confused with the Griezmann one. Um, I was. Who else, who else I, came off in um? Huh? Like the forty first with Dembele. Who else was it? Giroud. Yeah, Giroud. Confused with the Giroud one. I was con. I, I was I was annoyed that Teo Hernandez got taken off for Camavinga. Like I can understand bringing on Camavinga and Coman. But like not taking, but taking those players off, it's like the the ones that they brought, taking the players that they took off, it's like what the fuck are you doing, Deshaun? Um, uh, and then bringing on tenth string. Here's a blunder I had the entire tournament. Yusuf Fofana, who plays for Monaco, I thought it was Wesley Fofana who played for less, who plays for Chelsea, formerly of Leicester. Because I didn't know who the fuck he was, and they weren't mentioning his first name. They just kept saying Fofana. So I'm like, Wesley Fofana from less from less. First off, I thought Wesley Fofana still played for Leicester and didn't even move and forgot he went to Chelsea. Second off, because of my stupidity here, I didn't realize that there was another Fofana who has no relation to Wesley Fofana. This guy plays for Monaco. So, like, I had a fucking complete blunder at, 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 like, after the turn. Like, I realized that this morning. I'm looking at fucking, like, Pat, like stuff that happened and squat, like, you know, who did what. And I'm like, who the fuck is this Yus- Yusef Fofana? And I'm like, where's Wesley? And I'm like, oh, shit. This was the Fofana in the tournament. So, like, I had a whole blunder uh, with that. I mean, him coming out for Rabio, Rabio in the 96 minutes or whatever. Conate coming out for Varane. That has to happen. Varane is injured. But... But <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck they put on in the 120th minute, like before penalties, like when they took off Jules Klond, like Axel. De- oh, Axel, De- he's also a Monaco player. I had no fucking clue. I'm like, who the fuck? Well, I, 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 I was texting one of my friends. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, well, Wes, and the thing is as well, um, do you, where would you have put, I mean, I don't know, because I keep looking at, I didn't realize that Pavard didn't play that much. Pavard's the right back. I know. I'm. I didn't realize like he didn't play that much. Yeah. No. Kwan, Kwan, Jules Kwan played like fucking shits throughout the tournament. I, I. I'm convinced the only reason. I'm convinced the only reason why Deshaun played him is because he's at Barcelona, which is pathetic because Pavard is at Bayern Munich, which yeah. is a better club. Unless Deshaun just has something against Pavard. It could be, unless he saw something tactically that fits better, like for a player's play. It's not like that's because it is national play, which is fine, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely stupid for sure, though. But, like, let's just talk about how Olivier Giroud got got a yellow card while being on the bench. Yeah, what happened? I missed that. Got a yellow card for yelling at a ref, yelling at the ref, one of the refs. All right, because I think I was paying when that happened. <laughs> and then um, uh, Emilio, uh, Emiliano Martinez got a yellow card in the 121st minute. Um, uh, I like more <laughs> penalties happened. I don't necessarily know if it was because he was a shit house during the shootout or if he did something after Argentina won the cup. 
Yeah, that's a tough look to do on that entire stage. I'm shocked, like nothing came of that. No, no, I'm talking about he got a yellow card during the during the match. No, I know, but you said he did something after the match, and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, he's a fucking idiot. He probably should have been sent. Also, the, he did he been... actually deserve goalkeeper of the tournament, though, in your opinion? I mean, at this point, it's really hard not to. It's really hard to figure out who else would have gotten it because, like, goalkeepers like. Well, any I, I guess he did make that save in like what that hundred the seventeenth minute where that was that was the, that was the best one on one save I think I've ever seen, especially like the. Hundred and twenty. If that was the one hundred and twentieth minute on the fucking dot, yeah, cool. that was an unreal save. Just in that nature of what it could have meant if they got scored on. Well, the thing is, though, is I'm going to ask you this. We know, we know, Argentina far and few between the best team in the tournament. They won the they won the whole damn thing. Yada yada yada. Should Mbappe have gotten the golden ball instead of Messi? Yes. I agree. I feel like they gave it to Messi because he won. He won the tournament. But the thing is, though, is like Mbappe had a better tournament. Yeah, Mbappe had more goals, and I think didn't he have one more assist than Messi as well? He did. But Bruno Fernandez had a higher match average match rating than all of them, so give him the golden ball. Piss off. (laughs) Hey, hey, I oh, we never talked about Portugal and their failures. Oh. Okay, we'll go. We'll, we'll go. We're still go back to him after we finish this. But no, um, uh, yes, Mbappe won the Golden Boot. He scored the most goals in a World Cup since Ronaldo did. Since the the OG Ronaldo did it in two thousand and two, with eight. And Mbappe, this tournament just showed why he is a class above everybody he's playing right now. Oh, the villain arc is going to be so fun to watch. Like. He's going to destroy League Un, have Messi sold to Inter Miami in the summer after they win the Champions League. And like I said, they're just going to torch the Champions League now. The villain arc is going to be fucking amazing to watch and follow. I'm going to have a good time with it. I really am. Because the thing is, though, is like there's nobody that's going to be able to stop him at this point. Because the French League is a joke. And he's just going to be pissed off. He's just going to be so pissed off, like... My like you might as well just crown PSG at this point, Champions League winners. Like I know there's games to be played, but like shit. <laughs> Mbappe is that you know you know you, the problem is you're saying PSG Champions League winners. You know that's not going to happen. You know they're going to blunder it like they always do. The team probably will, but <clears throat> the villain but no, Mbappe it, he just proves this tournament why he is the right now the best player in the world. And I'm sorry for the Messi fans. Yes, Messi is now the goat. Mbappe right now is the best player in the world. No, and Messi's the goat, undisputed. The, the debate between the two of them is over at this point, and we'll yeah. get that bo- that unemployed bozo who goes back to days of glory to uh, days of glory past uh, in a minute there. But um, no, Mbappe had a tournament for the ages. He had eight goals, won the Golden Boot, first World Cup uh, final hat trick on the men's side since 1966, um, and. It was the World Cup of Mbappe, honestly. Like, I, I get that. Well, it was the World Cup of Messi and Mbappe. So, in reality, it's just a matter of how much PSG, like, paid off FIFA to have this World Cup, like, as is. And I'm convinced maybe PSG rigged it in their favor for their club, for those two, for their uh, club players a little bit. But minus, <laughs> minus Neymar. Um, uh, but um, looking, aside at, looking aside at everything... 
looking aside at everything, like, no, Mbappe probably should have got the golden ball. Like, because the thing is, though, is like he had a better tournament than Messi. I get like what Messi did, like being the only person ever to score. I'm sorry, being the like being the only person ever to score like in the group stage and in each stage of the knockouts in the World Cup. But like, I don't know. Kylian Mbappe is just that fucking dude. Yeah, he, I mean, he just like you watched him this tournament, and he was basically even into the final, he was just unstoppable. He looked like every game came easy to him. No one could do anything to stop him, really. Like throughout the knockouts, throughout the group stage, it was like you said, it was the tournament of Mbappe. There was what they, yeah, they had their first game when they played Poland. Mbappe looked unreal again. He had the two goals that game. He didn't score against England, though. No, he didn't score. No, no, he had an assist, though. I think he had an assist. Yeah. Didn't have an assist. No, he didn't have an assist, actually. He didn't actually have a goal or an assist against England because the goal came off the corner. Oh, yeah. Or Morocco, either, I guess, now thinking about it, but still. I think he had an assist against Morocco. I think you're right. Maybe. I don't know necessarily there, but no. <laughs> Let's, yeah, but still, nonetheless, though, like. Yeah, no, he did not have a goal or he actually didn't have a goal or an assist against uh, Morocco, actually. Because huh. Teo Hernandez scored in the fifth minute, pinball, yeah. and Colo Mwani scored in the 80th. And he didn't have a goal or an assist in, the, in either of those. But um, uh, no, the thing is, there is like. He should have got the golden ball. Like it, it's not like the NBA. It's not like our our leagues or our sports where you can give the um MVP trophy to the winner. Well, what? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like the um, M, uh, final, like NBA Finals MVP, World Series MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Con Smythe, you know, goes to somebody on the winning team, like. It should be who the best player. It should be who the best player in the tournament is. Like, how many times have we seen it? Like in our Amer- like American sports playoffs, that the best player doesn't necessarily get the playoff MVP. It's happened a lot. It's happened quite a few times. I was gonna say, didn't it just happen back in like twenty fifteen in the Super Bowl? No, Von Miller got MVP that that game. He deserved that. Oh, that's right. That was that was the Cam Newton year. That's right. You're thinking more along the lines. Uh, you're thinking more along the lines of. Actually, I don't even know. I don't actually. Kyrie Irving should have been Finals MVP in 2016 instead of LeBron, though. After Agreed. that. Agreed. Well, the comeback shouldn't have happened. To be honest, anyways. But that's a conversation I am never going to have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here yeah no it's a whatever there um world series mv world series mvp is always weird though because like it just it like a player could have like an it's like it's weird because like one player can have like an an amazing game and then do shit for the rest of the world series and they'll give it to that player yeah so like it is like it is what it is. What is there for that? Um, uh, but no, Mbappe should have a golden ball for sure. I mean, 
Hey, I'm 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 on the villain arc at this point. Like I'm on the villain arc at this point. He's just gonna like make mincemeat of the French league and barring barring BSG collapsing in the Champions League, they should win it at this point. And then he's gonna have and then he's gonna have Messi sold to Inter Miami. Because we all know who owns PSG. Mbappe does, not the Qataris. Also, before we go into on one bozo that is unemployed, can we talk about how Macron and Salt Bay are complete bozos? I I don't get like one, he got brushed off by Messi. Two, was he touching the uh trophy, trophy after? Yeah. You cannot like there's a rule that states that no touch the trophy unless you are either a champion at some point or a head of state. So when so when did Salt Bay become the president president of Turkey? I'm just confused as to how he got that close to it. I'm just as confused as how he got onto the No, you know what was? I saw videos of him talking with fucking Infantino before the final. Oh. So like I think him and fucking Infantino, like the president of FIFA, like are close. Like I think like he's got friends like high up in FIFA that allowed him to do that. But no, Messi was pissed. Di Maria was pissed. Lissandro Martinez wanted to fucking kill him. Like he's just giving off this like Joker like smile, and he's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" Like none of them like wanted him around. Like they just wanted to be with that. Like the they wanted team. to be with the team. Yeah, they don't want to be with the fucking Salt Bay. No, they don't. Also, I say Emmanuel Macron is a bozo because, like, I swear to God, he consoled Kylian Mbappe like five times. Like, five, like I, 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 I felt bad for Mbappe having to stand up there and take that picture. Mbappe just is like villain arc and villain arc incoming. Macron, I'm taking your presidency next. <laughs> but but uh, no, like Macron looked like a bozo, honestly, because he like consoled Mbappe three times. I'm like, Mbappe doesn't need your hugs. Like he can, like he's more powerful than you are. You, he's right. more. Well, and it helps for Mbappe as well. Like I know it sucks losing, but he already has a World Cup. Exactly, and he'll probably like. I'll probably end up with another one. Exactly, he will, and France, France will end up with another one eventually. Like they just literally pump out talent like it's nothing. Like Claire Fontaine, ever since Claire Fontaine was built in the nineties, like it's just been a, it's just been a factory for talent, for soccer, and it's amazing, honestly. But um, uh, no, the only reason why I say Macron looked like a bozo was because I kid you not, I was watching a trophy ceremony, and every time Mbappe like walked across the stage, like I swear to God, Macron was like up to walking up to him and hugging him. Also, why is the president of the losing team up there? Congratulate, like up, like up, like up there. Like they didn't even mention like anybody from like any dignitaries or heads of state from Argentina. They just kept showing him. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Okay. <laughs> to, like, I get that he's the president of yeah. France, but like, who the fuck is this guy to like to be even remotely close to like Argentinian players? I'll tell you what I was uh, Qatar. I guess like after really like match day one, all that that like stuff came out. I thought it was handled very well. I was uh, very impressed with how the tournament unfolded. The World Cup was impressive. Yeah, no, like how it came about. Yeah, we know like what had happened when the state built uh, were built. I'm not like we're not taking anything. We're not taking. We're not disregarding that. No, 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 not at all. It was a good tournament, though. 
also the people all also to the people that got pissed off about the robe that was on Messi when he lifted the World Cup. Western culture doesn't run society. That's all I'm gonna say. Because I was I was wondering why I, I was wondering why they were putting the robe on him. Apparently, they give apparently like in like in Qatari and Arab culture, they like present robes to people like they may like they have people wear robes like that after victory and after victory of like huge victories and huge conquests, like in battle. So they presented that to Messi like in like in the form of their culture. So, I mean, I, I get why they did it now, but, like, there were a lot of people complaining about that, and it's like, Western culture doesn't dominate society. Sorry, right. guys. Well, and now they, I'm happy you said something, because I, didn't, I had no idea what it was. I just was like, whatever with it. I was like, okay. Nah, I, 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 I didn't think anything about it. No, I didn't think anything about it either. But, but now that you say I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But, to yeah, why. I didn't think anything. I, I didn't think anything about it either way. Like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't upset. It's like, oh, everybody wants the money shot. And then all of a sudden, people are co- people are complaining about this robe and everything. It's like, <laughs> it's like, who cares? Like, God, like, like you're getting the money shot regardless. Like, right. Like, God, come on. Like. Plus, that's not even my wallpaper. That's not even my that's not wallpaper. I'll like, tell you what, it was a fucking all around great World Cup, though. I fuck like games, everything, like everything. It, it seemed like every game, like throughout the knockouts and and the um, <clears throat> excuse me, a match play as well or a group play as well. Like everything seemed to be a big game. You mean to tell me I have to go from the World Cup to back to watching Nottingham Forest and the likes of Nottingham Forest and fucking Southampton? Good lord! Take yeah, it. we're we're still psycho and we're gonna. I'm gonna fucking watch it. Uh, no, I I am a sicko. I will watch those games because they'll be like on a on a Saturday at like fucking ten degree weather. So yeah, I will. Yeah, and now we have the Women's World Cup next year, though. This is true. This is very true. And with and with how women's soccer is becoming popular in Europe, finally, I feel like we'll I feel like we'll get a run for our money. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think we're gonna dominate the women's team isn't gonna dominate how we're how we're used to dominating the women's World Cup. No, uh, you're. Gonna, I hope not because like yes, I'd love to see USA win, but I want it to be interesting. You're gonna laugh at me. I think England take on the women's World Cup next year, based on how they based on how based on their triumph in the women's Euros. And with how all their players like are not that old, like yeah. most of them are. Would you believe that most of them are either around our age or younger? I can believe. I can believe that, especially with how the women's game is finally starting to grow bigger and bigger. And now it's like now we got the young talent finally coming up. It doesn't doesn't shock me. And whereas they have their young talent coming in, sadly we're still relying on Alex Morgan. We're, you know. Yeah. Which. That which is you know sorry uh you are you've done great things for the women's national team but you gotta go at some point but that's a whatever there but yeah no women's world cup in twenty twenty three Australia and New Zealand interesting interesting um uh, oh fuck that means games are gonna be like at like, yeah oh games are gonna be like at fucking six a.m. yeah they're gonna be weird times ah fuck oh well. Time to start saving up for 2026. That's a fact. At least we already know we're gonna make it to the World Cup. We don't gotta worry about. <laughs> we don't gotta worry about making it through the Concacaf. Concacaf qualifying is gonna be fucking something. Let me tell you because 
This world, the next World Cup, I'm going to be honest with you, as much as I love it on home soil, it's going to fucking suck because you're going to have like fucking nations that don't belong in there. Because CONCACAF will get three, will get, CONCACAF will have six spots starting in 2026, plus a potential playoff spot too. So like, from, from, you have us, Canada, and Mexico automatically qualifying as the host. So like CONCACAF qualifying, you can have anybody from like Jamaica to like fucking Curacao qualifying. CONCACAF qualifying is about to be a shit show. I'm here for it, though. It is going to be a shit show. And what? Isn't it going up to uh, 64 teams or whatever now? World Cup? Oh, no. If it went to 64, I'd fucking be done. If only 48. Oh, it's only 48. Okay, okay. Yeah. Was, for some reason, I thought it was going up to 64. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. You're, you may be thinking of the fact that, like, every world, every, like, other year, every other year or something like that, or maybe every year, they have the Club World Cup now that's going to be 32 teams. Maybe that's what I'm getting confused about. Yeah, that's something. That's something. That's honestly something, too, because the thing is, though, is, like, you still have, because, like, you still have the Euros. You still have Copa America. You still have, uh, you, you still have uh, the Gold Cup. You still have... Shit, you, you still have like continental intercontinental. You still have continental competitions. Well, Africa is different, but Af- Africa is different because they play Afcon in the winter. But still, actually, I think they play the Asian Cup in the winter too. No, they don't play the Asian Cup in the winter because they have the Arab Cup now, which the Arab Cup is played in the winter. FIFA's just uh, fucking looking out for money. Ugh. Oh well. Oh well, it is it it is it is what it is, I guess. At that point, um, uh, I still can't believe we have to go back from we have to go from the World Cup to fucking Nottingham Forest. Right? Wow, that's that's United's first opponent. Did you say when does club play even start back up now? After Christmas, everybody gets a week off. All right, well that's good. Technically, oh, everybody doesn't get a week off. English soccer actually starts up like on Wednesday, I think. Yeah, because you got the um fucking energy drink cup. Yeah, we play Burnley. Let's go. And I know I, we just started. Our, Liverpool is playing some friendlies. They yeah, United was. They yeah, got the Carabao Cup tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I said. Like we got Burnley in the energy yeah. drink. You guys play City. Yep. <laughs> All right, so what well, at least can- they didn't get a easy draw like they typically do. Well, uh, we, well, uh, I was gonna say city an, an easy draw, nah, not this time. Well, waiting- for, uh, there is my I forgot how like this World Cup made me forget about how bad Liverpool's looked this year. Hey, look on the bright side. Maybe they'll. F- hey, look on the bright side. Maybe, maybe the maybe the U twenty threes will uh, take you guys to a final again. Who knows? Because that's what happens in this cup. Pop <laughs> doesn't give a shit. No, he only cares about Premier League and the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn on the Man City, the Man City Liverpool game. And when I, as soon as I turn it on, next thing I know, I'm gonna see like Liverpool, like not there, and all of a sudden just see Shakhtar Donetsk uh, spawned into the uh, into <laughs> a cup, and I'm like, wait, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> Clopwood, Clopwood, I, I think Klopp would pay a good amount of money to have us not play in the Carabao Cup. 
Yeah, but to have fucking Shock Tartanesque fucking spawned into the fucking round of 16 in the Carabao Cup. I'd be here. Was- I'd be here for it. Just a free bit every year to one random team. Yeah, no, the only reason why I say Shakhtar Donetsk against City because I feel like they're always in their fucking championship. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Did he make that's the what, That's what oil money gets you. <laughs> hey, oil money's going to be owning our clubs eventually, okay? What was that? Oil money's going to be owning our clubs soon. Oh, yeah, I know. So, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm here. I'm here for it. I mean, who knows? Maybe you and I will fucking get, um, uh, I don't know, uh, fucking uh, fucking Bromley uh, spawned into our uh, Europa League groups. <laughs> <laughs> so when does that even start up again? When does the fucking championship come back? Is it February? February. No, yeah. February. That's right. I forgot that. That's over. Yeah. Maybe the Glazers will be so. Maybe the, United, maybe the Glazers will sell by then. That way, instead of having Barcelona in our knockout round, we can have a fucking uh, Crawley Town spawned into it. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, our my players being good on penalties, uh, our two friendlies that we just played, and we lost uh, 3-1 to Lyon in penalties, and then we beat Milan 4-1 in penalties. You beat Milan in the game, and it still went to pens after that for some bullshit reason. Is that what and, happened? Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, and then Milan went on penalties, actually. Yes. We won the game 4-1, lost in penalties, and then 4-1. with Lyon, we... Lost the game and then lost Lost and lost, yeah. All right. Yeah. ESPN had it that you guys lost the game on penalties, even winning four, even though you won 4-1. Um, our flop scored two goals, though, against Milan. Well, that's what happens when a short World Cup happens. True. Your snake coming back... Is your snake going to come back on a free transfer? I'd bring him back. With how injury-ridden we are right now, I'd bring him back. Jesus fucking Christ. Bring back Coutinho, too. Get the whole game together. I wanted him last year when he was leaving Barca. No, instead he joined in, Instead he joined, instead he joined uh, your, uh, your other boy. They joined an <laughs> old club legend. Who, uh, who, who's jobless, just like Ronaldo. What should have happened with him? Go to Saudi Arabia, just cash in on two hundred million dollars, and uh, help. Uh, help. I they said that wasn't true, though. No, but nobody, else, nobody in Europe wants him, and he's not coming to this country. He'll come to America. He'll come to America when Messi comes to America. So, if he was smart, go somewhere for half a season. Say, go back to Portugal, play for Sporting, help them win the fucking Portuguese league, and. I don't know, fucking. Yeah, what a shit year it's been for Ronaldo. I mean, everything that has gone happened with United now with getting benched for Portugal, um, now getting kicked off United. It's like, well, what the fuck's going on? And with that's winning the World Cup. Yeah, right. Well, he has nobody to blame but himself. I mean, he was never going to fit into Ten Hag's system because he's old. Ronaldo FC is a thing of the past, to be honest. And then at the same time, like. He like him being benched for Portugal worked out. They worked. Like, they looked good without him. I got into arguments. I got into an argument with a with somebody I know about this because, like, he kept saying Ronaldo was the most important player to Portugal, and I'm like, no, Bruno is by far. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He bossed your midfield for you. 
He got it. Yeah, exactly. Like Bruno was the catalyst the entire World Cup and like for Portugal. And day in and day out, every time Portugal kept winning, all I kept would get in my phone would be and I'd be like bow and I'd be like Bowden, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then he got mad like <laughs> when Morocco advanced to, to the semis. I sent in my group chat that he's in. I said, the Atlas Lions, baby, fuck you. And he's like, piss off. Ronaldo deserves better. I'm like, no, he doesn't. This is, he gets a, this is exactly what he gets for being the biggest baby on the planet. Now go cry to Piers Morgan some more. <laughs> and then when Messi won the World Cup yesterday, I'm just like, you know what? Undisputed, don't, don't debate settle. And he's like, no, Ronaldo still. And I'm like, you're fucking delusional. I don't get how people can still think, like, make an argument now for trying to have Ronaldo be the GOAT right now. Like, it's impossible. Messi yeah. has completed football. They're delusional. Yes. And or they listen to Piers Morgan and or are Piers Morgan. <laughs> Speaking of that, Arsenal are going to bow the league now. Think so? I think so. Holland's been taking shots on fucking Scott Carson for three weeks. He's he, the villain arc. The villain arc in the Premier League is gonna be fun to watch, because Holland's just gonna, Holland's just gonna fucking like be a tap it and be like a fucking poacher for the rest of the season now. Also, De Bruyne is gonna be pissed off because of how Bel- Belgium were. So they're just so those two are just gonna take everything out on like their. Oh, speaking of not villain arcs, but did you see um today Benzema Fisher retired from. Uh, international football. Benzema belongs in a jail cell, regardless, because of the shit that he did to Matthew Valbuena. But um, uh, <laughs> but and that's why he was exiled for all those years. When in reality, he probably shouldn't have been exiled in 2018 because um, he would have been a better option than having Giroud at that point. But it is what it is. There. Um. Uh, no, it was just very unfortunate that he got injured. So I think it's more along the lines of like he's third. It's more along the lines that he he's third. Like he's thirty five now. Yeah. So, like in all the tournaments that he's played for France, he's only won one trophy. And let's be honest, the Nations League isn't isn't anything to write home about. They have never made a final like when he's been like in France's squad. Other than the Nations League, which, in my opinion, isn't something to write home about. No. And in the Euros, like, they just completely shit the bed. What happened? But, oh, I can't remember what happened to France in the Euros. They lost some penalties into Switzerland. That's right. And I think it was in the quarters, too. Quarters around the 16. They lost to Switzerland, though. Because Mbappe missed a penalty. Yeah, that's right. That's a memory that just fades me that I forgot Italy won that Euro. <laughs> it should have came home. You are up 1-0 inside three minutes. No, let's sit back and park the bus. Southgate. Southgate, Southgate for you. you. Fucking asshole. I can't. God. Deschamps, Southgate, Burhalter, those are three coaches that should have been fired after this tournament, and none of them will be, sadly. I think well, Burhalter might. The last I heard, they were in contract talks, potentially for an extension. Oh, fucking uh, no. 
Yep, yeah, yep, 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 yep. I would rather have fucking uh I would rather have real life fucking Ted Lasso. I agree. And and he'd be just saying be a goldfish. How'd you write? Be a goldfish. Yes, but yeah. Also yes. Ricardo Pepe better be in the twenty twenty six World Cup squad already. Shit, let me coach the twenty twenty six national team. Let us coach it. We'll take it. We'll take us to glory. Hey, we could definitely coach this team to glory. We have the talent. Exactly. I although I will we just say don't that. have the tactics. We have the tactics. Burhalter's a fucking idiot. He yeah. does. Although I will say this, I do want to waste one roster spot. If it hold on, if it's still twenty six, I want to waste a roster spot. If it's back down to twenty three, because if that was only for COVID shit, for COVID shit, I don't want to waste a roster spot. On who? I want to waste a roster spot. Take a wild guess. I don't know where you're going with this. Come on, how do you not know that I want to waste a roster spot on Pisco just for just for him to be there? <laughs> I, I didn't know where you're going with that. I didn't know if you're being serious or not. No, we're wasting a We're I'm talking like fucking uh, Elmer Fudd wasting a spot. <laughs> we're wasting a roster spot on Pisco just so he can be with us. I'm down with it. <laughs> or we just make him the team's towel boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't even need to waste a roster spot. There we go. Assistant. Yeah, coach. I'm, I'm using my head a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm not. Assistant coach Andrew Pisco. We'll call him assistant coach. All right, I'm good with that. We'll call him assistant coach. He'll be. Um. Uh, let's see here. He'll. He could be like Coach Beard, or Ted Lasso. He could be like Coach Beard. Um. Actually, no. No, he's Roy Kent, because he'll just start saying fuck every 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, see, we got this. We got this. Fuck. We'll carry out. We'll carry. We'll carry the glory. Did you see that? Um, I don't know how the re- realist was or not, but the U.S. men's team was also looking at options in uh, Z- uh, Zindayin and Pep as the next manager for the U.S. men's squad. That, that's that's fucking that's a pipe dream there. Yeah, I, I saw. I was like, "There's no way that ever happens in a million years." That's a fucking pipe dream. That's like me having. That's like me being able to go on a date with like Emily Ratajkowski or fucking Julia Fox or women like that. So that's a fucking pipe dream. There. <laughs> that's a fucking pipe dream. But <laughs> I mean, shit. If anything, if anything, Carlo. No. Huh? I said no. Why not Carlo? I love Carlo. I know you do. <laughs> I love Carlo. I'll just, no, I'll just give the look. Exactly. That's our tactics. We're down one nil. He'll just raise the eyebrow. Shit. Two goals in two two goals in five minutes. You know what's embarrassing? What? Is that we went to the World Cup and only scored what was it, four goals? Qatar scored less. They scored zero. Well, I, I mean, it's Qatar. <laughs> we had a little bit of hope. <laughs> we had a, I had hope in the squad, not the fucking manager. No, yeah, fucking... We, I'm just happy we both feel the same way about Burhalter. Burhalter's a fuck. I would rather literally have fucking... <laughs> Burhalter is so bad. I would... I would rather have Aaron Boone coach the U.S. men's national team. And he's, and he's a fucking idiot. 
I would rather have Ralph Kruger coach the U.S. men's national team, and he's a fucking idiot. Although he, although he took Southampton in charge when he was in charge of Southampton, he had them in seventh place at one point. So maybe his calling is actually soccer. I'll take anything else in for Halter. I uh, would take. I would take uh, Millet. I don't know about that. I uh, would take Millet. No. <laughs> he'd have. He'd have fucking. Do I bite my tongue or do I just fucking lash out at this point? I'll bite your tongue. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll fucking go into, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. Yep. I'll bite my fucking tongue because I don't, I'll bite my fucking tongue. There, There's some fucking good fucking Lord. I'm not, yeah, I, yeah, fuck, I, I fuck. All right, let's go into, let's go into the like least uh, popular type of football. The National Football League. Hey, my team's my team's at the sixth seed in the uh, NFC right now. How do you feel? How how do you feel? I I how do you feel about the Giants being the sixth seed, my guy? Uh, looking at the NFC, I just, I'm not surprised. I mean, <laughs> I mean, fuck's sake, there. Look at the NFC South; it's fucking shit show. The NFC you know West is a fucking shit show. Hey, the the Niners already clinched though, so that's okay. Well, yeah, I mean, who? LA's no. about to lose a fucking Green Bay tonight. The Rams fucking suck. Um, uh, my fantasy team could do better than half these fucking teams in the NFC. No, the NFC West is a fucking shit show. I kind of want Carolina for chaos, though. The team that fired their head coach. Who then got hired by Nebraska of all fucking places. The team that traded their best player to San Francisco. And then the team with the QB carousel, who who their former starting quarterback is playing tonight for the Los Angeles Rams. And now they're on third-string quarterback Sam fucking Darnold, who's afraid to see ghosts. And they're one game back at Tampa. In fact, isn't New Orleans and Atlanta, like, technically a game back at Tampa, too? Like, they're all, like, 5-9 and nine at this point? Yeah, they're all 5-9, and nine, then Tampa 6-8. and eight. Jesus fucking Christ, we're going to have another fucking, fuck, I I literally fucking hate this. I literally fucking hate this. You're going to have the fucking 10 and fucking 10 plus win Dallas Cowboys. Actually, I kind of love this actually because anti-Cowboys biased here. You're going to have the 10 plus win Dallas Cowboys go to fucking six and fucking whatever, whoever wins that shit show division. And it's going to be hilarious. Because the thing is, though, is like if it's Tampa that wins the division, the Cowboys are going to lose that game. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's the thing that's going to happen. Whoever fucking wins the NFC South is somehow going to fucking come out and win a playoff game. It's going to happen. It's going to piss the world off. Oh, agreed. Agreed. It's going to annoy the fuck out of me. Just like how Washington almost beat Tampa, what two seasons ago with Taylor Heineke? Yeah, that would. Well, I mean, if the Giants made, if the Giants actually got into the playoffs that season, not with that bullshit, um, uh, they probably would have got their asses kicked. Looking back at it, they're probably going to get their asses kicked if they play if they get into the playoffs, regardless, too, because they'll be playing an opponent that's ten times better than who's on their fucking schedule. Um, uh, like. But, uh, no, the NFC is a fucking crapshoot. The AFC is kind of a crapshoot, too. Kind of. Like it six, is. Like, five, six, and seven are a fucking crapshoot. 
You're not what? wrong. Actually, I won't say five is a crapshoot because that's between Cincinnati and Baltimore, but six and seven are a fucking crapshoot. Like, six and seven is the Chargers in Miami now, and technically New England and the Jets are still in contention. Actually, you know what's, you know what's become a crapshoot? The AFC South. Yes. I mean, we've known that, though. <laughs> I mean, fucking, you got the one one win Houston Texans somehow go and almost beat Kansas City last night, though, or yesterday, or Sunday. Beat Dallas uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Jacksonville's fucking on a roll right now. Hey, uh, I want to go into that. Our Lions and our Jaguars in playoff contention in December. How do you feel? It is fun to see what Trevor Lawrence can be as an NFL quarterback since they got fucking rid of dumb idiot. <laughs> Who's more worried about fucking uh, lap dances and bars. Yeah. Fucking I mean, ass. actually getting to see him, like what all the scouts finally saw coming out of college was saying he's the next generational talent quarterback. Yes, he's clearly not there yet, but I mean, you're seeing glimpses of it. Exactly. No, but hey, I mean, you know, we we said at the beginning of the season the Jaguars and the Lions will make the playoffs, and here here we are looking like geniuses almost. Yeah. And Jacksonville realistically could run the table to finish out. They got the Jets next week, then the Texans, and then they close off against the Titans. The Titans look like shit. I don't know what the fuck happened against the Chargers yesterday, but they own they literally just looked abysmal. Against actually, that game was a bad game to watch altogether. Honestly, like I, said, like, I didn't like I, said, I didn't watch much football yesterday. No, I, I get that. I get that. There, you were tired. Let me let me see what the Lions have for the rest of the season because I'm actually intrigued. So the Lions play the Panthers on Christmas Eve. Then they play the then they play the three and eleven Bears. <laughs> And then they close out the season against the Packers. Those are all winnable games. They could run the table as well. The Lions honestly could run the table. Because when you look at when you look at it from a playoff perspective in the in the NFC, like and this is my opinion. The Giants need to win one more game, and they should be fine. Because that tie against Washington three week a couple weeks ago now is gonna help is gonna help them a lot. Washington, the rest of the season, they have they have the they have the Niners, the Browns, and then the Cowboys. Now, if the Cowboys lose to the Eagles next week. They can't go anywhere. They can't go anywhere. Uh, but Jalen Hurts is, might not play. Yeah, he might not play. Now, I said if they lose to the Eagles. Now, I know, see, I'm saying if the Cowboys lose to the Eagles, they can't go anywhere. The yeah. Eagles clinch the division. The Cowboys The Cowboys yeah. are practically stuck at five. Yeah, Cowboys are, they already clinched playoffs, but they're, they're hoping to get the NFC uh, nor, or NFC East. Hoping to, yeah. The Niners, like, the Niners should still beat the Commanders no matter what. I mean, they already clinched the West, but now they're going for seeding. And then the Browns are just fucking, fuck, the Browns are a fucking shit show, but, like, they beat, they just beat Baltimore. So, who the hell knows what will happen. But Baltimore's also a shit show right now as well for being out. Baltimore honest. fucking sucks. They're the most, Baltimore is, 
Baltimore and the Chargers are the two most overrated franchise uh, are the two most overrated teams in the NFC in the AFC right now. Two of the most. And then like we all know who the other overrated friend team in football is and we just mentioned them. Fucking Cowboys. Cuz let's see here. Yeah, the Giants in my opinion need to win one more game. And they've got the Vikings, the Colts and then the Eagles. The Vikings probably not going to be um don't shit the bed against Minnesota and just beat Indy. Because the thing is there is like Seattle does not look good. No. Seattle to end the se- Seattle to end the season, they have shit where they go. They have the Chiefs. In Kansas City. Then they have the Jets. And then they close out the season against the Rams. Oh, well, maybe maybe the Seahawks maybe the Seahawks chances are a little bit better than I thought because the Jets and Rams suck. The Jets have a good defense. The Jets have a good defense. Meh. Shit, the Lions actually could make the playoffs. You yeah, literally could. You literally could be looking at. Well, what are, are Lions sitting in the? Are they? Oh, they're sitting right outside right now because Commanders have that tie. Yeah, they're sitting right outside now because Commanders have that tie there, and Seattle holds the tie over head to head because Seattle beat Detroit earlier this season. Yeah. So, like, the thing is, there is like. <laughs> You literally could have the, yeah, the com- yeah the commanders have that fucking tie there, which helps them. But then, like they would, they would be on the outside looking in here. Also, like the Packers are winning right now. Like, okay, like low key, like have a mathematical shot here. But they also need like the fucking like they all they also well, they need, need to win out and have stuff go their way. Yeah, exactly. So they're 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 kind of dead. They're kind of they're kind of dead for the most part. Um, uh, going back to the AFC, like it's a shit show right now as well. It is. I mean, besides your top three teams in the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, it's a shit show. Oh, it is a shit show because no, because so the thing is though is like because it's such a shit show, you're gonna have two teams from the north. Which will be Cincinnati and Baltimore, depends on who just wins the division. Jacksonville has an outside chance because they can win the AFC South. So there's that. The Chargers, Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets. Well, the Patriots are not making the playoffs. In fact, I don't think they will win a single game the rest of the season. I don't care who they fuck. They could I don't care who they play. They're not winning a single game the rest of the season. They're going no, they're seven. Still, they still gotta see us once more. They gotta see Yeah, they're not winning. They're they got the Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. Yeah, they're not winning. They're going seven and ten. Also, the blunder against the Raiders pretty much put an end to everything. That too. was that was something. Yeah. Um the Chargers should get I think how the I think with how I, I think with how the AFC is seated right now, this is how it ends. The only thing is though, is let's see here. I need to take so you a think look. everyone who's in is in now? Yes, I just need to look at seeding at this point. 
Let's see here. Seahawks, Broncos, and Raiders. I'm just hoping that it stays like this. I would love to see Miami play the Chiefs in the wild card. Miami's a team you want to avoid in January. I'm going to be honest with you there, my guy. Yeah, that's why they had to, that's why I'm happy they had to go see Kansas City. <clears throat> Let's see here. Because Cincinnati would play the Chargers. And then Tennessee would play well. I kind of want Jacksonville just for shits at this point because oh, I love it, but I don't really have much hope in that. No, I think that how it stays is how it is there. And then, like, Baltimore should get Lamar back, so Baltimore should be able to beat Tennessee again. Yeah, and you're gonna hate me, you're gonna fucking hate me. I think the Bengals can run the table again. Based on how they're playing. I agree with you. I'm scared for that game when we have to go see them. <laughs> you guys are probably going to lose. In my, you guys may lose. You guys actually may lose. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I know we talk about, like, it's not how you win. It's how many wins you have. And the Buffalo Bills have 11 wins right now. And you guys are finding ways to win. But, like, lately... The only one that impresses me is the fucking Patriots win. Lately. You guys haven't had a damn, you guys haven't had a fucking complete game since October. I guess I guess the Jets win, but it was just a boring game. That was a boring game. Um Dolphins game was a defense. The smell came in with like 5 minutes left and Miami just said fuck it, we're not said fuck it, we're done. Yeah. They fucking laid an egg once the snow came in. But, hey, I won my fantasy matchup because of it. Um, no, our defense looked like shit against the Dolphins. Yeah, no. Like I said, though, like, we're... But, I mean, we're talking about, like like we said, we're talking about, like, not good wins. Like, yeah, we're still scoring over 20 points a game and not good wins. So, I mean, I'll take Yeah, it. no, like, here's the thing. Take it because, like, you, like, I'm a... Like, we're proponents on this podcast. If it's not how you win, it's how many wins you have. The Bills have 11 wins. You can't take that away. Have they played like shit? And some of them, well, I'd say I'd say about half, but fuck, who cares? The Giants have eight wins. They're the worst eight-win team in the fucking league. Yeah. We went one four and one in a stretch of six ga- in a stretch of six games before winning last night. Our we that win last night was the first win on Sunday night football since 2017. Really? Yes. Against the Broncos. I remember that game. I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore at Fisher. And that game and that game was on that game was in prime time. I don't know why that game was in prime time to be honest because the Broncos if I remember like were they had fucking Brock Osweiler starting quarterback if I remember correctly. And yeah, we had Odell, but at the same time it's like we weren't good. In fact, I think that was our first win of the season when we beat the Broncos. That year. But because it was too early in the season still, they just didn't flex it. Because we won that game 24 to 10. Also, was that pass interference? No. Did you see the highlight of the uh, non-PI at the end of the Giants game at all? Or no? I, I just saw the pitchers. Ah, PI or no PI? I mean, for the pitchers, it looks like it, but... 
All right. Well, then Tyreek Hill had P.I. against him on uh, Saturday night then. When, when Tredavious White was all over him. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. I, no, 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 no. I I mean, then we you could look back at a, a play for every game all season and ask for No, I know. No, I know. I, I'm kind of fucking with you there. Because long story short, like, I won my fantasy matchup because Terry McLaurin fucking shit the bet. Like, Terry, Terry McLaurin did nothing in in the game practically and had P.I. against – and had that P.I. how, like, non-P.I. happen against him at the end of the game, and it practically, like, had me win. Actually, the weather helping – the weather not showing up for three – for 90% of the, of the Bills game got me my win, in my opinion. But that's because that's – but that's whatever there. So, in the morning – 8.25 in the morning, my, my, may I mind you here. My fantasy pack, my fantasy group chat starts to blow up. 8.25 on a fucking Monday. I think we should give Terry McLaurin eight extra points since there was clear PI on the last play, and he easily would have gotten the two-point conversion. Now, what the fuck kind of stupid text is that? <laughs> Trying to fucking get under my skin. That's what it was. That, that, that's yeah. That's a tough text to send out. Yeah. Even if even if he is joking, that's still a tough text. Yeah, I think Quantum Cheeseburger and the Giants crew were both colluding with the NFL to fix these results. That was my opponent. I went up against. I said, "You're better than this. Don't stoop to the lows of the commission with these sorry theories." <laughs> oh God. And then I decided at 2.30 in the afternoon to say, to send the uh, meme, Happy Holidays 2022, sending hugs. And it's fucking, and it's the fucking P.I. that was not P.I. <laughs> and, I, and then I said, I will admit that I fit, did fix the weather during the Bills game so the snow didn't appear late until late in the fourth quarter. I also paid off the weather people to say that all the snow was coming as well. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because it was like snowing. Like, I remember tailgating, like it was snowing most of the time. Like and I got stopped. there and then it just stopped for game time and then it just started in the like fourth quarter. Exactly. I I I I took the weather machine and I moved it elsewhere. Tell you what, that was one of the one of the funnest games ever. Bills game I've ever been to. I think. Uh, were your tickets free again, or did you actually pay this time? Uh, another Christmas present. Ah, oh, good stuff there. Okay, so you didn't have. I saw tickets got as low as like eighty bucks. I'm like, yeah. you know. I'm like, you know, if the snow wasn't there, maybe. But at the same time, do I really want to fucking drive, leave my leave here at eight in the morning and then get back at like fucking five a.m.? I was hucking snowballs as well at the game. Oh, oh, you were one of the fucking idiots at the game that fucking got it delayed. Yeah, I'm reporting you. I couldn't get my. I was sitting up in the two hundreds though, so I couldn't make it down to the bottom. So I was just looking for Dolphins fans and whoop, aiming whoop, that way. Ah, okay, so you were just like Chris Berman. Whoop. Yeah, they announced they announced like fifteen times over the PA speakers to stop throwing snowballs, and everyone would boo and just throw more snowballs. At least they, they should have started throwing dildos. Somebody just brings on, just pulls out a fucking frozen dildo, throws it onto the field. You know, and then fucking um, McDaniel's says after the game he was concerned for his player safety, yet he let Tua get back in the game when he was stumbling, fumbling around. McDaniel's a fucking idiot. He also, I also can't take him seriously as a head coach with how he talks. No, he he is. He's a good coach. He just sounds so dumb. 
oh yeah, no, he sounds fucking stupid as shit. Like I know I stutter sometimes, but holy fuck. I'm just I'm just listening to his press. I'm just listening to him like in halftime, and it's like today, Junior, for fuck's sake, Jesus. <laughs> oh God, no, AFC is AFC is how it is, in my opinion. Like, shit, I'm gonna be honest with you. If it wasn't for the fact that the Giants had eight wins in my fantasy team, and my fan and my fantasy team was in round two of the playoffs, I probably wouldn't give a shit. Is that sad? No, because this football year, like, it's been boring. No, that's why I'm going to be a sicko and watch Nottingham Forest in Southampton. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, it, it seems to me like when the Bills aren't playing like this year, I don't have much like desired. Like, like I still sit down and watch it, but like this year, like I could do without it. I'm gonna be honest. This is the first time I felt like this in a while. I'm gonna be honest. Even when the Bills are playing, I anticipate the game to be a shit show. Like in 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 terms of a shit show, like good for the Bills and and the game to be a snooze fest because they'll just blow out their opponents. So I don't even watch the Bills, and I'm just and then when I do watch them, it's just like oh here we go. I feel like I'm fucking uh like I'm feel like I'm watching a game that wasn't blacked out that wasn't randomly blacked right. out and they fucking look like dog shit. You know what also hasn't been talked about enough either, in my opinion, like. After the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, they go and almost lose to the Broncos. And this past week, they almost lose to the Texans. Uh, they're not going to talk about That's just getting not, slipped right under the rug, and no one wants to talk about that. They're not going to talk about my homeboy like that. That's why. Come on now. Be, be better. Come on. Be better than I, this. I, I guess so. They're, gonna, they're, gonna talk, they're just going to talk about how the Cowboys lose to the Jaguars. Oh, my God. Oh, nope. There's a flag. Never mind. And he's out of bounds at the 20, any 25, anyways. Oh. <laughs> No, they no, they no. Come on, uh, the cowboy, the Dallas Cowboys news network is going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, and then they're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Come on, now, be better than this. Come on. I know. I gotta. I gotta be better. You gotta be better. Come on. Come on. They're not going to talk about my homeboy like that. And how the um uh, and and how the Chiefs are barely struggle are barely struggling to beat the shitty teams. Okay, but but yet if this was the New York Giants, but if the if it was the Minnesota Vikings doing this, they'd be calling Kirk Cousins a fraud. One hundred percent. Is he? A well, fraud? he almost was a fraud when he fucking went down thirty-three nothing to the Colts. Hey, they won that game. It's not a fraud. One p.m. Kirk is the fucking goat. Okay, that's the real goat. Messi could never. You're right. Messi could never. Maybe, maybe uh, what happened was um, since it was like a four o'clock kickoff, whatever. Wait, was it that? No, it was the. Um, it was the one o'clock. No, kickoff. it was twelve. Twelve. Oh, what? No, it was twelve o'clock. Right. It was, was one. It one? Oh. one o'clock. Hey, no, never mind. No, no, what was it? it was because it was a nationally televised game. He thought it was a primetime game. Right. Then they him mean, at halftime, Kirk. It's 1 p.m. He's like, oh, shit. Let's go. And that game like, felt like it went on forever because I got to tailgating. They were still – it was um 33 nothing, And then, like, two uh, hours later, I found out that they won. I was like, wait, what? I, I, I know. I think I was the one that told you. Yeah. I just started freaking out around me. I'm like, what's going on? And then I was just like, oh, the Vikings are coming back. I kid you not. I had the game on. It was 20 to nothing. I turned it off, put on college basketball, and then I got a notification on my phone at like after the Alabama Gonzaga game ended that the Vikings were coming back. I'm like, fuck, I got to put this on. And then I saw Dalvin Cook tie the game. I'm like, what the fuck? So I just watched from that moment on. I'm just like, the Vikings are going to do this. Holy shit. Jeff Saturday should immediately after the game. You're going to fire two coaches in one year? 
I mean, fuck. I've, I mean, fuck. Watford go through co- Watford go through managers every six months, like they're nothing. This is true. I mean, shit. I like Jeff Saturday should have been fired, and I should have saw him on my TV Monday, this morning. Honestly, I should have seen him on my TV this morning. To be honest, like that that was honestly pathetic. Watching that collapse from a new from a neutral perspective, great for a Viking, great for the Vikings because that's fucking madness. But Colts, you got fucking be better. Holy shit. And that took away the Bills' record for the greatest comeback ever. So here's how poetically beautiful that was. The Minnesota Vikings beat the team that fired Frank Reich as their head coach to win to complete the largest comeback in NFL history. That was one that was previously held by the team that Frank Reich quarterbacked to win the largest largest comeback in NFL history against the Houston Oilers. So it's kind of poetically beautiful. The Vikings were just like, you know what, Frank Reich, you know, we're going to honor you just by beating, by just beating, by breaking one of your records and telling the Colts that they're still shit even though they fired you. And I don't think Frank Reich was ever the problem anyways. He just got fired because it was a bad season. And now Jonathan Taylor's out for the rest of the season too. It doesn't matter for the Colts. They fucking suck. No, they do fucking suck. They're terrible. Put put. It, although if you put them in the NFC, they're still probably in contention. <laughs> You're not wrong. Actually, no. They have four. They have four wins. No, they 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 just be above the Rams. <laughs> maybe they're we right. give maybe we give them one more win since they'll join the NFC. Yeah, yeah. They can beat on uh, Chicago. Like we're gonna Saturday, even if the game's in Chicago. Exactly, because that's looking like a shit show right now as well. Hey, they all nobody's talking about how the Eagles like almost laid an egg against the Bears though. They're just like, oh, the Eagles going to Chicago and win by one score. Nothing happened here. Moving on. I know I gotta be better. I know I gotta be better. You yeah. do gotta be better. You're talking. Gotta... To me, you talked to me about this already. I know. I got. I gotta be better. I gotta be better. <clears throat> is having fucking Eagles as fucking champions and Jalen Hurts as MVP. I, I got to be better. If the Rams lose tonight, are they eliminated officially? Because th- this season's been a fucking... It has to be, right? They'd be 4-10. and ten. <laughs> It's the NFL. There's there's some mathematical probability somewhere. McVay should have retired. When the Rams get eliminated, I'm going to say this. And actually, I'm going to say it now. Sean McVay, most overrated head coach of all time. Agreed. Well, yeah. Actually, got too, he got too much hype for when he came in. I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say this of this generation. There's some head coaches historically that are fucking overrated and are in the Hall of Fame for honestly not doing fucking shit, in my opinion. But I'm not going to go... I'm not going to go into that because I will piss off the entire city of Buffalo. I think you know who I'm going to talk about. Yes, I do. We can't talk about that anymore because someone just got fired for it. <laughs> Jerry Sullivan got fired Got fired because he's a fucking idiot. He is an idiot. I was going to say Marv Levy's an overrated coach because he didn't win anything with Oh, ad. I don't want to know where you're going with that. I don't want to know. 
We'll 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 talk. We'll talk. But I don't want to know. I I, I heard I heard what you said differently. I didn't realize what you were talking about. No, no, I was talking about coaches. Yeah, okay, that makes more I sense. I said historically coaches. I'm gonna piss off the entire. Oh, city. okay, okay, never mind. And then and then like Marv Levy, like historically is not like a little overrated for me. Went to four Super Bowls with talented teams and couldn't get the job done. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. Good for him, but still. But no, Sean Mc. Um, but no, not just Marv. There are other coaches that I think are overrated too. From from a historical perspective, uh, but no, Sean McVay, like in this generation, completely overrated. His team in 2018, high-powered offense, best thing since the greatest show on turf, right? Three points in the Super Bowl, losing to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And the only reason why he wins the Super Bowl last season is because Thanos got the Infinity Gauntlet. He's not great. He's not great. He's not even good. He just has great play. He just has like great players, and he couldn't get the job. And he barely can get the job done. And what are they just going? I I I know what they're going to say. Oh, this was just a bad season because of injuries. I already know it. You know. Well, they always had a way to defend him. He's a media darling. If Sean McVay, nah, I, I'm I'm gonna bite my fucking tongue on that topic. You know I'm right though. There is no, I know problem. that, know that, but I think you know. I, I'll tell you after. Okay. So we got a few things to discuss once we're done recording, but I'll, I'll tell you after. I'm not. I'm gonna bite my tongue. I'm gonna bite my tongue on the, on that one too. Um, uh, there. Uh, if I speak, I'm in big trouble. That's why. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's move to baseball. What's the Mets payroll at now? Is it is it at five hundred million, or are you paying a hundred million in luxury tax at this point? What's going on there? Have I'm you guys gonna... signed anybody since? Uh, have you guys signed anybody like in the past week or two? Uh, in Korea, but he ended up going to the Giants. Yeah. Um, wait, are you, are you are you just fuck with me, or do you actually not know? I kind of want to know if you know if they've signed anybody like lately, actually. The last I remember was the uh, Cody uh, segment. That's the last signing I remember from us. He got presented today. Yeah, that was the last signing I remember from. Uh, and then uh, clearly we got Verlander. You got Verlander. We you got, went and got uh, Brandon Nemo as well. You brought back Nemo, yep. Um, That's really it. Verlander was a big one. Um, Because DeGrom went to the Rangers. DeGrom's a fucking, was fucking it's idiotic, but I knew he was gone. No, DeGrom was gone, but DeGrom's also an idiot because the Rangers aren't even the best team in their state. No. Also, I don't get why, like, I don't really get the Verlander signing. Verlander was – the Yankees were actually looking into Verlander. But what happened was is that Verlander wanted that third-year option. And yeah. the Yankees were only offering a two-year deal with no option for a third year. Well, yeah, the man's fucking 40. Well, that's why I don't like the third-year option. Like, I don't I, – I I, he's old, I, but I would have – how do you feel about having your two aces be a combined like eighty-five years old? How do you feel about that? I mean, if Verlander can stay healthy, I guess it's better than not knowing what's going to happen with the Grom any night he pitches. This is true, but at the same time, you still have Scherzer, who is bound to get an injury. Scherzer's going to get hurt. Let's see. It's, I, I have no hope for this team once again. Oh no, no! Here's my thing. I'm already, I'm already over it. My thought process is that you guys should win. 
on paper, I don't see like the only. It's not even, like on paper the NL East will be a fucking juggernaut again. Yeah. Like I just want to know. We spent so much money, but did do you genuinely think we got better, or do you think we just threw money away? Because I think we just threw money away. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you you lost Degrom because well, Degrom was gone anyways. He's Degrom like, was gone anyways. Yeah. But you got Verlander for two years. That's an improve. In my opinion, it sucks because like Verlander is five years older and also could be on the verge of retirement at this point. But at the same time, Verlander's been Verlander was a better pitcher than Degrom last season. So like kind of an improvement. Sega, I like Kodai uh, Sega. Sega, I I don't know much about because he can't like comes- Japanese, right? The Japanese pitcher. Yeah, he's the Japanese pitcher. Yeah. Come from there. You guys signed David Robertson. I'm actually pissed off about that move. I was hoping for a one-year retirement reunion uh, to help bolster the Yankees' bullpen, but you guys got better with that move in the bullpen, in my opinion. Have you guys re-signed Edwin Diaz yet? Yeah, we did. We did right away. I missed that. Holy he got he got re-signed like right away. I missed that. Then. Yeah, Just... five year. It was like five year, hundred two million. I think something like, like that. Where the trumpet boy at? Jesus! Imagine if you lost him, then you guys would have been fucked. But then again, you guys also would have. I like, thought for sure Diaz was gone as well. I'm that shocked me that we got to keep him. Okay, Frank the Tank. <laughs> well, I am. No, I know, I know, I know. But don't be like Frank the Tank. No, I'm not being like Frank the Tank because I'm not fucking screaming about everything. But I just genuinely thought like I knew Degrom was gone. gone. No, I, I thought Diaz was gone as well. I'm like, all right, this team's just going to completely collapse. Did you? Did Nimmo was not leaving? I know that. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys fucking let Bassett go though. To be honest. For not like you, he went to Toronto, which helps bolster their rotation. Yeah. Um, I, I, you think away from the Mets, do you think the Giants had a legitimate chance at getting Judge? I do. I thought for sure that Judge wasn't staying in New York. I, the Giants were contenders. You know who came as like a surprise, like out of nowhere, third party contender? For Judge, like in the eleventh hour before he re-signed with the Yankees, who the Padres? Where do they get the? Where would the Padres get the money though? The Padres just throw money around at this point. Because I didn't think they were a reasonable option because, <coughs> excuse me, of all the other big contracts they gave out. Well, they just they instead instead of signing Judge, they signed Bogarts to an eleven-year deal. True. Do you like Correa to the Giants? Correa to the Giants. He'll make them better, but it's not. a long contract, though, as well. It is a long contract. I, I I don't know how to feel about those ten plus year deals, honestly. Because the thing is, though, is like the only one that will, the only one that's going to go through the entire contract is Trey Turner, and that's because Bright, him and Bryce Harper are going to retire together in Philly. Yeah. But Bogarts is not going to. I give Bogarts six years in in. I give Bogarts six years in San Diego. And I give Correa six or seven in San Francisco. I mean, Correa makes the... The Giants make no fucking sense to me. They lost Rodon for nothing. If they knew that they were going to lose Rodon for nothing, they could have tried to trade for trade him away at the deadline. Unless Rodon said, don't trade me away, I'm, I want... I'm convinced at this point the Yankees like made offers for Rodon, but Rodon like said, "Don't, don't trade for me now. I'm leaving at the end of the season." Yeah, 
I'm convinced there's like some backroom shady shit that happened in a way because Rodon honestly wasn't, in my opinion, Rodon was available at the deadline. Yeah. But nobody traded for him. And it made me think, all right, okay, San Francisco wants like a bunch of prospects, but they weren't going to get them. And then when it came out that Rodon wanted to go to the Yankees, like only the Yankees, it didn't matter the money. Like, yeah, we kind of threw a bag at him, but like, it was more along the lines of the tenure of the contract. Like, it's like, shit, this guy wants to come here. Maybe, like, we, maybe he said, don't trade for me because they're going to fleece you guys out of like prospects for, they're going to, they know that I want to leave. So they're going to fleece you for these prospects. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay. We'll get you for nothing at the end of the season. How do you feel about Syndergaard going to LA? The Dodgers make the weirdest fucking moves in the offseason. They don't make their moves in free. The outside of the Freeman deal, I feel like they really don't make move their moves in free agency. I make the, I feel like they make their moves in the trade market. Yeah. But the move Syndergaard going there is so baffling to me. And then like who Who's going to be their shortstop? They don't have a shortstop. They lost Trey Turner. They lost Bellinger. They lost Justin Turner. Do you think they're probably going to sign someone, you would think, right? I mean, who's, what shortstop's available, though? No, nobody. Swanson was the last main guy off the no. mark for the Cubs. Oh, no, they did. They signed J.D. Martinez to a one-year deal to be their DH. Yeah, but that doesn't help at shortstop. No, it doesn't. But they gave, him ten, they gave him like 10 mil, right, as well, for the one year? Yeah, and then Boston gave Justin Turner two years for 22 uh, I think the second year is like an option though, but still, like I, <laughs> Boston fucking baffles me. They signed Kenley Jansen, signed Justin Turner, and then they signed that Japanese outfielder, and then they lose Bogarts for nothing. And Devers is most likely going to hit free agency next year because they're nowhere near a contract. They're nowhere near an agreement to a contract extension with him, and they rotate. And like I keep telling Puska. Like I keep telling Paiska, they're going to suck for years. Which I'm here for. I think the whole world would be here for that. Yeah, yeah, for the most part there. Because, let's see here. I don't know. MLB free agency has been interesting for me for the most part. Because, like, it's not even just, like, the big deals. Like, when I look at the minor deals, it's like, oh, damn, this team could, like, like for depth. And what we haven't even talked about was the was – the, um, uh, Astro signing Jose Abreu for from the White Sox, and then the Guardian signing Josh Bell. Like those are two moves that happened like earlier on. Yeah. The, and like, Josh, but what did Josh got two years right from them? Bell got two years, and uh, Abreu got three. Huh. I knew Bell was leaving the Padres. He was just there for a rental for the most. Yeah. Do you think they trade Tatis? I don't know. Do you think they find anybody that would want Tatis? I'm sure most teams would take Tatis. But you're I'm he's also a question mark right now. No, he's a huge question mark because what well, I feel like most teams would take him still. Yeah, were the PEDs a factor in how he was playing? Also, like about his like injury history too. Like the man's like been injured. He's either been injured or suspended for the past like season and yeah. a half. Which is sad because he's an exciting talent. He is a very exciting talent. Like, I don't think the Padres are going to trade him, though. 
I think Machado, Machado may like I saw something that Machado is going to consider opting out of his kind of like opting for free agency at the end of the season and for at the end of the season next year, which will be very interesting because if I feel like the Padres have to the Padres have to do better than the NLCS this season. Yeah, they have to at least win the pennant. Don't win the pennant, then it's all going to blow up in their face. I don't. Do you see a way for them to win the pennant though with that team right now? I mean, they, bro. Look at the playoffs that just happened. They're exactly. That's why they could win the pennant. The only reason why they, the only reason why they lost the pennant was because Philly was hot at the right time. Yeah, I guess you're right. The Dodgers, like honestly, like completely, every team that had a hundred plus wins in the National League collapsed. I'm not going to go into it that much for you about the Mets, but the Braves collapsed. The Dodgers had the ultimate collapse, in my opinion. You win 111 games and you lose and you lose in four games in the NLDS. Shit, even when the Mariners won 116 games back in 2001, they at least got their asses kicked in the ALCS. Oh, fuck. Guess it just goes to show winning 100 plus games doesn't mean shit anymore. I yeah, I was so confident last year going into the playoffs. Nope. Nope. The Braves fucked it. It's you had no confidence in your team whatsoever. You lost No, I'd have no like I, I just have no confidence again this year. I have literally no hope. I'm like, all right, the, the uh Braves are gonna win. Hold on, hold on. Them. Hold on, hold on. The Braves are gonna win the division again. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like Frank the Tank here. I mean, he's gonna say it, and he's gonna laugh at the Mets again. <laughs> Frank the Tank's a fucking wacko. All he does, all that man does, is sit and watch uh, fucking sports on TV all day. I wonder what he gets paid for. Is that what he gets paid to do? Can I get paid yeah, to do? Yeah, I, w- I wish. I would love that. Oh, please. also though, I think we have another issue in in our division this year in the NLA. The, the Phillies got better. I said that, yeah. It's you, the Braves, and the Phillies. No, it's the Braves and the fucking Phillies. Yeah, well, I have no hope. I'm not. I'm not counting you out yet. I have more. I, I surprisingly have more confidence in the Mets than I like to admit. Really? I think you guys are. You you guys haven't like. I have less confidence in us than I do in the Mets, and that's because Aaron Boone is still managing the team. But no, seriously, we actually got like one of the best rotations in baseball on paper right now, and it's kind of scary. We haven't had a rotation like this in years. On paper, that is. Yeah. All for what again, though? For both of us to be miserable come playoff time? Uh, yeah. No, like last year was fun for you. Kind of. Kind of and kind of not. Kind of <laughs> more, more kind of not. First yeah. half, first half was great. Second half, not so much. Remember, I was. Re, 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 remember, uh, re, we got swept by the Astros, which was embarrassing. And I was in Philly when I found out the Yankees blew blew game three, and I woke up at three in the morning to see that, and I'm like, "You fucking assholes!" Um, uh, so that was not fun. Um, being a, especially like since I woke up that early, but um. <sighs> Oh, 
here's here's another move that no that we didn't talk about. Christian Vasquez going to the Twins too. So like, the who who's gonna catch for the Astros? Like, I get that they have a third. I get that they got a first baseman, but like, who's gonna catch for them? Like, are they just gonna find someone in the pipeline? Probably. I, I, you would assume oh, so, right? Can... Because what's his face went to a. Uh... Who was a catcher that? I just said Vasquez went to Minnesota. Oh yeah, that was sorry. I thought I was thinking of someone else. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Who's gonna catch for them? Also, also, I get that. Also, like, I get that you have your rotation, like, still. Co- Who's gonna be their fifth starter at this point? The Astros. Yeah. Because Verlander was their ace, which means Framber Valdez is gonna be their ace now. Yeah. So got Christian Javier, and then they got <coughs> Lance McCullers, and like, I don't know who the fuck they. I, honestly, I don't know who they have after that. I I don't know anyone in the Astros depth chart like that to go down that far. I mean, well, the thing is, though, is like we don't talk. Nobody like nobody really talks about the Astros until October comes. That's why. This is true. Um, uh, Korea. Did you what? like Judge's contract, or did you think it was overpaid? He's going to retire with us, which is skeptical in my opinion, because the thing is, though, is he's already 31. Yeah. And what, you got to sign him for, what, nine years? Which means he'll be 40, 40. at the end of the contract. Which means we literally have Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, Stanton tied up until, well, Judge is tied up until 20, tie, Judge is tied up contract-wise until 20, 2031, 2031, no, 2032, 2031, 2032. John Carl Stanton at war, at best, is tied up until 2027. At war, no, no, 2027, yeah, 2027 or 2028. At war, no, 2027. At worst, 2028, 2029. <laughs> Great. <laughs> We're paying all, we're, Jesus Christ. Those two are going to fucking, what sucks is that, like, as much as, like, I hope Judge is consistent, he's not going to hit 60 home runs again. No, that's that's the thing. Is like, you paid him off that, but he's not going to come, I don't think he's gone close to 60 again. He might, no. You'll be lucky if he gets 50 out of him. No, my, here's my opinion. For the contract to work, consistent 40 home run seasons. For the next, what, seven years? For the next, like, six years, I would say, yeah. Okay. A hundred and... 15 plus RBIs and wins one. F- I hate to say the no, he's got to win at least two rings. The Yankees, I, have- would, I would only say you don't have to win one. No, I was getting ready to say one, but then I'm like, no, we're the fu- New York fucking Yankees. Like, one is the yeah, bear. You're living in the fucking past. We're New York fucking Yankees. We are not a poverty franchise. But at the same time, like, are we living? Am I living in the past? Ah, shit. You when you when you when I, I I I am I living in the past a little bit. But at the same time, it's just more along the lines of like, you're the New York Yankees. You know what the fuck you need to do. Like, there aren't that many teams better than you in baseball. But yeah, no, I get it. You gotta get over the hump for the ass over the Astros hump. I think that the Astros, shit. I say that they look like that they haven't, that they've gotten a little worse in my opinion, but at the same time, like they're just going to find some fuck in the pipeline. So we'll see what happens. Um, 
the Twins should have kept Correa. I, I was shocked they let him go. I, yeah, th- the, to me, that's the biggest move of the offseason. I look at this way. The Twins should have kept Correa because the thing is, though, is they signed Christian Vasquez, and then the Central is a fucking shit show. Yeah. Like, the only team you have to compete with in that division for the next, like, five years plus is Cleveland. Because the White Sox are gar- the White Sox are not going to be good. They're going to be a 500-ball club at best. And then the Tigers and the Royals have their prospects. So it's just a matter of when the prospects actually show up. Mm-hmm. And Tigers just fucking suck. Tigers, yeah. Tigers suck. Guardians were better than I thought this year for hey. what going into it. Hey, hey, hey. I said in June that they were going to win the division. And I, I know you did. They were the, but they were better than what I had expected coming into the last season for them. I'm just impressed that they actually made a move. But also, didn't the Guardians lose their um their number two? They didn't lose any pitching. I thought they did. No. Seattle, no. Did Seattle lose? No, Seattle lost Mitch Hanniger to the Giants. Seattle also lost. Seattle also did lose some pitching. So, Seattle, I think Seattle lost the pitcher, but. The AL is, cert- the AL is certainly going to be interesting come, come next season. Like, obviously, you have the Yankees and the Astros. The Central should be – Cleveland should win the Central. So then you've got the three wild cards up for grabs practically. That could be a combination of anything from, like, Toronto, Tampa, Baltimore, and Seattle. For, for, what was that? Repeat that. The wild card. Oh, yes. Like, it can be a combination of any of those four teams, in my opinion. And maybe the Twins. So, like, I need those five. I don't know. I, yeah. Anyways, Do we, I, don't, I don't know if we – I don't know because – It's too, too, too – it's, it's still too early to tell. Still too early to tell, to be honest. I enjoy talking baseball more than I enjoy talking football at this point. Yeah, because football's miserable right now. Fucking crapshoot. Sabres should be coming on. Oh, shit, it's already 10 o'clock. Sabres should yeah, be coming. 10 o'clock. Sabres about to come on. About to turn out this shit football game. Hey, yeah, that's about me too, my guy. Fuck. Sabres after dark. Last game of the road trip. Sabres after dark. I'm going to be lucky if I make it through the first period. Uh, oh, fuck no. They still have 10 minutes before puck drop. Fuck no. Yeah. There's no shot I make it through the first period. There's no shot I make it to, through. I, I may put the fuck And Eichel's not even playing, so. I may put the – I honestly may put the um, uh, football game back on at this point. Shit. And there's no way. There's no way I'm getting through a period. At least the football – like, uh, even the fo- even though the football game's shit, at least it's almost over. Um, uh, But um, – uh, Wait a minute. I have a question about Syndergaard's contract. How long was he at Philly for? Just this season. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just this season, Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm still pissed off that you guys signed Robertson. I was hoping that a reunion would have happened. I read an article on ESPN that said the Yankees should do what the Mets exactly did. And I feel like Steve Cohen read that ESPN article and signed Kodai Senga and David Robertson just because the Yankees were linked to him in that article. <laughs> they were just confused as to what New York team they were visiting. <laughs> <laughs> No, Senga knew where he was going. Robertson was like, you know, Robertson was like, is Cashman still still the GM? Yeah. 
Ah, oh, fuck. I'm going to the Mets. <laughs> Take, taking the fucking taking the fucking four train to Queens. Also, I don't know how I feel about uh, Nemo's contract. Uh, yeah, Nemo's contract is definitely interesting. You know, maybe like, we- I, I don't mind. Like, I don't get the eight years, especially since he was not great. It wasn't great, but at the same time, I feel like you guys didn't want to lose him, so you just threw money. You threw money at that contract. Yeah. That one that one boggles me. You didn't throw money at Verlander because Verlander was going to get the money anywhere he went. Yeah. I was shocked when I saw that, though, because like I, I, that didn't even cross my mind that we were going to sign Verlander. No, because everybody thought he was going to go to the Yankees. Yeah. And then the Yankees decided not to include the third-year option. So when, so when, and what kills me is that I know I'm convinced, even though I said I'm convinced at this point that Rodon was going to go to the Yankees, I'm surprised it took this long. And I'm also surprised nobody else tried to swoop him up. Now it's just a matter of like where depth pieces go at this point. Oh, speaking of the White Sox, I just thought about this. Benintendi, five year, five years, seventy-five million dollars. What a dumb contract that is there. <laughs> I mean it's not a dumb contract on his part. It's he, not a dumb contract on his it's dumb on the White Sox. Well, I mean yeah. I'm, at, I'm it's dumb because I'm pissed off because that was our left fielder. Well, I'm yeah, you could replace him. With who? Aaron fucking Hicks? Might I'm, as well. Huh? So might as well. No, Aaron hit. No, God, no. That's not, that's not a fun time there. That's drinking. That's uh, watching the whole left side of the fucking field for the Yankees is like watching fucking Middlestead Olafson on the ice. That's you, must, that's must see TV. No, it's not actually. It's miserable watching those two on the ice together. <laughs> you can literally. You can literally replace Casey Middleston, Victor Olofsson with Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson, and you wouldn't be able and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because they're all shit. Am I wrong? That's your team. I'm not gonna say anything bad about your team. No, you know, go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> go ahead. You just tell me Josh Donaldson's fucking shit. I know it. <laughs> You know, Aaron Hicks, future Pittsburgh Pirates, sounds better and better every day that it doesn't happen. Brian Reynolds wants to get traded, but the Pirates don't want to trade him, and they're more worried about their fucking vegetation in the bullpen than they are actually supplying a winning baseball team on the field. Uh, So, Aaron Hicks, future Pittsburgh Pirates, please make it happen. Yeah, I also don't. We also signed this pitcher uh, from Miami, or two of them, actually. I think they're just minor league guys. I have no idea who they are. Oh, I was gonna say, did you fucking sign Alcantara and uh, the other and the other guy that they have? No, um, his name's Elisar Hernandez. I no idea who that is. And, I, um, I look at all the minor deals that happen, and I'm like, who? Yeah, that's where we're kind of at right now. <laughs> I'm like, who? It's all minor deals and like depth pieces at this point. The yeah, Yankees, well, all the big names are gone now. Pretty much, Swanson was the last big name left, and he went to the Cubs. Also, also, I'm just gonna say this. The NL Central is going to be the St. Louis Cardinals for like the next like five years, because they have the best catcher in the game on the team now. Well, yeah, I mean, no one in that division really looks promising to compete. 
What do you mean? Cincinnati's going to compete with them for they're going to they're going to compete for what? Try to just go five hundred this year? <laughs> no, I was going to say they're going to compete with the Cardinals for like the first like week of the season and then go <laughs> back to irrelevancy. <laughs> the only competing the Reds are going to do is competing with Pittsburgh for last place. Pittsburgh was your team last year. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm still riding high with my Orioles this year now. That's because they at least got over 500. If they yeah, did, that, and at the time when I said it, I felt like an idiot for saying the Orioles were going to go or, or, or Orioles were going to go 500. The Oilers go 500. I know you'll be pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, I will be. I will be. Connor too. McDaddy is something special. Hey, I will be too. My Habs are underdogs against the Coyotes tonight. I don't know how to feel about that. I wouldn't feel very good if you're an underdog to the Yotes. <laughs> the Yotes. Hey, I mean, maybe it's just the home field advantage of the mullet. <laughs> although the That's Sabres, probably all it comes down to. Although the Sabres had no problem. <laughs> Not the first. We lost the first game against them. Uh, uh, Casey Middleton, Victor Olsen were the problem. Also, also Granado probably tweaked with the lineup, and and Mike Harrington and Paul Hamilton were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Does that sound about right? There, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then Sabres Twitter was losing their shit. Although, although here's the thing, I really haven't seen much of Sabres Twitter a lot lately in terms of all the negative tweets. So, um, I'm okay. I have. Well, I mean, because at least this year they're fun to watch. Like, yeah, they still suck, but they're fun to watch. Hey, 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 they're in playoff. Hey, they're not out of the play. They're they're closer to the playoffs than a lot of people thought. That's true. Okay. No. Um. Uh, the the bitterness will happen in January when the Bengals go back to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. When the um uh, Bills win the Super Bowl and then they realize that they have to focus on the Sabers. Right. What was that? I said the bitterness towards the Sabres will come back when the Bengals win the when the Bengals go back to the Super Bowl in January. And then I said, oh, I mean when the Bills win the Super Bowl. And then they have to realize that the Sabres are the only team in town now. But they have the bandits. You still have the bandits. Exactly. Even though I don't know how they're doing. They are one and one, I believe. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, they don't. Uh, hey, it's okay. I don't. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Rot, the the Nighthawks out here are three and zero, and I didn't even realize it because they fucking suck. <laughs> but clearly, they don't this season. They're three and zero. Lacrosse game, um, fun though. At least Tage Thompson's good for us. Oh, because I, you know, that's down to me at this point. I, I when I met him, I said, you know what, great contract. I said, great contract. Hope uh, like you know it's gonna turn out to be a bargain. I didn't say that. They look like geniuses now, huh? So the the Sabers, uh, they look like geniuses now for that contract. For that contract, yes. For keeping Casey Middleton, Victor Olsen, they don't. I keep telling every. I keep saying Patrick Kane would. Look, Patrick Kane would look wonderful in black and red. Just say you know, in a different shade of black and red. Just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. Nah, nah, they're going to sign him for nothing next season, hopefully. And then attendance will be through the fucking roof and it'll be a sellout every night. And then ticket prices will be 10 times more than they should be. I was looking at ticket prices for the Tampa game, just for shits and giggles. The first row in the 300 section, on t- like on like actual Ticketmaster, $89. That 
That's bullshit. That yeah, I'm, that is bullshit. That is bullshit. And then you go all the way to like the back end, and it's like fifty four dollars. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then then it's like, oh, it's fifty four dollars. But then you got fucking forty dollars of extra charges on there. It's like, oh, so yeah, ticket um, method being investigated by the government. But I'm not a, I'm not a swifty. I just hate paying fees. I hate paying fees as well. Like, just show me the ticket price, and then. Like don't like don't tell me the ticket's fifty five dollars. Then add the fees in the back. Just to put the fees up front, so I see what I'm paying for. You actually have an option to see the fees like on the app. If there oh, is, do you? There is an option like when you look at the ticket, it says show fees. Oh, I always start doing that. Also, at this point, maybe we should just start calling the box office and picking them up at the game. That would probably be smarter. I know I should have done that with the Amrix. I was I was supposed to go to an Amrix. I was supposed to go to an Amrix game with a couple of people, and I couldn't get my money refunded because it just happened to be on the weekend that the snow that the uh, eight feet of snow hit Buffalo. Oh yeah, and the people were coming out from Buffalo, and they couldn't come out because of the eight feet of snow. Oh well, it's a whatever though. It was only like fifteen. It, it is what it is. It is what it is exactly. Ah, God. Final thoughts, my guy. We've been at this for a while here. Um, honestly, nothing. Like nothing's been going on in my life. Nothing's been going on in sports that's exciting besides the besides the World Cup, which we already talked about. Like I don't know. This has been. Whatever. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm ready for the holidays. I'm, I'm ready for the holiday. I'm ready for like to start the new year. Just I'm excited for the bandits game you and me and Rice are going to. I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. Don't tell please do not tell me at the last minute that you have a party to go to. I will be very disappointed. No, I won't. I'm gonna make sure to keep it a point that that's when we're what's it called? Yeah, we're going to the bandits game. All yeah. right. Yeah, because that's the 30th New Year's Eve Eve, which is crazy. I think they said that on Friends one time. Like, there's a whole episode about, oh, it's New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, it was Phoebe that says New Year's Eve Eve. Oh, yeah, Phoebe. Okay, yeah, that makes sense there. Yeah. Uh, that would be a Phoebe. That is a Phoebe thing. I, I, I've i never watched. I've watched episodes of Friends, but I, it's like The Office. If it's on randomly, like, I'll watch oh, it. See, I I never watched The Office, really. Um, But at Friends, I've watched fully through, I think, like, four times. Uh, okay, yeah, I've never watched either of them fully. Like, if they're on, like, randomly, like... Like Comedy Central or Nick at Night, maybe like I used to do that, but that's yeah. there. Those are show. Those shows are like Family Guy to me. Like if they're on, I'll watch a random episode. But I'm not like you. Don't, I'm not spending like weeks watching. Yeah, fuck that. Um, no, ever uh, since I finished Game of Thrones a couple months ago, I haven't really watched any shows. Welcome to Wrexham. Watch it. It's actually interest. It's actually fun to watch. All right, I will. Yeah, like that's the uh, Welsh football club that's owned by Ryan. Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know what it is. Like I've seen like stuff for it, but I never got to watch it. It focuses on like how they took over the club, and then it also focuses on like how like eh, like last season actually. Okay. And I think they're doing a second season. Okay, I'll, I'll have to give it a watch. Yeah, it's on Hulu if you have it. Do you have Hulu? I, yeah, I have Hulu. Okay, perfect. There, yeah, it's on Hulu. I'm fin. I've got two episodes left. Um, also, I didn't realize the Bruins only had four losses this year. I'm looking at the stats or the standings right now. Yeah, I look like a fucking idiot saying the Bruins weren't making the playoffs. Great yeah, job. Just sure. a little bit. Just a little bit. Sure. If Lions, you better make it up. You better make up for. You better make it up for me, Lions. I'm counting on you, <laughs> Giants. That doesn't mean fuck everything up for me and ruin my life. Okay, I've had enough people do that already. 
Um, uh, the Yankees getting deep now. (laughs) I said getting deep now. The Yankees do that. I was talking about the Yankees and the Sabres. Oh, well, you think I'm talking about somebody else? Shit. I I I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, fair enough. I thought we're going to go through a little therapy session here. Ah, fuck no. Fuck no. No therapy for me, please. I don't need that. I mean, I probably do, but no. Um, uh, What was I going to say? No, welcome to Wrexham. I highly recommend watching it. It's 18 episodes. Um, There there aren't a couple episodes that are 45 minutes long, but that's just based on, like, how, like, what's going on in each episode. That's why they're a little longer there. Um, uh, Also, Wrexham is apparently coming to the United States for a summer tour uh, for a summer tour, which is going to be very interesting to see a National League team like that plays in Wales, like come to America. uh, Just beat the shit out of the MLS clubs. I'd fucking. (laughs) Also, apparently Man United is like rumored to be coming to the United States for their summer tour, which makes me wonder, like, I I think Liverpool is as well. I feel like that should be a trip at some point in the summer. Depends on where they're at. If they're out west, fuck that. Yeah, if they play each other somewhere close, we should go. Even if it's not, even if it's one or the other, I'd still go. Yeah, I'd still go. Don't get me wrong. I got. I would. I would love to go fucking watch Wrexham somewhere too. To be honest, <laughs> I'd do it. They should go play where um, Flower City plays, or whatever they're called. No, they're playing actual MLS franchises. Not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, no, I know who they can play. The Chicago <laughs> White Eagles. I'll I'll bring the get the band back together. You guys one one, one night only. You guys, you guys would lose 10 nil. 10 fucking nil. Phil Parkinson even if you guys score a goal, actually no. What you should do is try your hardest to score one goal against them. That way I can that way Phil Parkinson, who's the manager of Wrexham, could just be like, fucking hell, that was fucking atrocious, because he says fuck like every Every third word when he's <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to give the show a watch. You're gonna have to give yeah, yeah. Phil Parkinson's a fucking character. He's my fucking he's my fucking manager. Paul Mullen's my new favorite player, by the way, because you know he's super Paul Mullen. Um uh Wrexham hype is real for me at this point. And not because of Robin Ryan, honestly, because I'm not gonna like they're like actors, great actors, but like I don't I snap yeah, whatever. Um uh but uh no. No, <laughs> Wrexham versus Flower City—that would be something. I mean, I mean, I, I, I would, I would pay to see that actually, because Flower City be like ten bucks. Flower City Union had a scrimmage before their season started last year against uh against the Syracuse men's soccer team, and they lost. Well, I mean, they are Syracuse are national champions this year. No, no, this was before Syracuse became national champions. This was like the uh, squad that, like, this was like when they were figuring out the preliminaries. So, may uh, actually shit. So, shit, yeah. So it was in between fall. It was in between. It was at. It was. It was during their fall. It was like. You know, actually, it's a good point. I don't. I don't know when. I need to. I need to figure out when that was there because it could have been the squad that did become national champions, or it could have been the squad that like did shit. Interesting. Oh well, I'll, uh, that's a rabbit hole. I'll go down at some point. But no, other than that, I've got nothing here. Welcome to Wrexham. Great show. Highly recommend. I'm pretty much a walking advert for it at this point. Talking advert for it here at this point. Um. Uh, Probably the last episode of 2022, honestly, in my opinion. 
unless unless something crazy happens in sports and I we talk about it there. But until next year, everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy whatever you celebrate. Enjoy your holiday season, and we'll be back in 2023. And carry on, after, carry on, everyone.